Hello, beautiful people. It is officially Combine Week here in Indianapolis. It is Monday, February 28, 2022. This show starts now. Can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. I apologize for my voice. I didn't get much sleep last night. Was at the vet hospital emergency room with my dog Valerie last night. Uh, until late in the night, she eventually got admitted for the evening. Uh, they were able to diagnose, they think, what was going on. She was sick, sick. Obviously, my dog Valerie has beaten cancer four times, has surgery. She's the reason behind Further Brand. The first dog, by the way, that I've ever really, you know, anybody that has a dog gets it. This is the first dog has ever done this yesterday. She's a little bit older. She was sick, sick. We took her to the hospital. Uh, we had to wait there for a few hours, obviously, because, uh, I mean, midnight on a, on a Sunday is not the most easy time to find a veterinary doctor or surgeon. Uh, they admitted her. They diagnosed it. They think what happened. Got rid of her fever. Running a bunch of tests today. Potential cancer situation happening right now with the test. We shall see. But I apologize for the way my voice sounds. This show is going to be quite an escape for me, actually. So I'm very thankful to be here. Very excited to be here. And I can't thank you all enough for joining us. Massive show today. We got Peter Schrager joining us from the back of a car because he's going to the airport to fly to Indianapolis. Joining us in about five minutes. There's a lot going on in the NFL right now. Kyler Murray's agent, Eric Burkhart, just said, hey, listen, I'm fucking want all the money. <laughs> basically, in a letter that he posted publicly, he sent to Schefter, sent to Rappaport, sent to everybody, uh, basically saying he is incredibly impressed with what Kyler's been able to do in Arizona, turning around that team that just years ago stunk, and they've only added three more wins each season since Kyler has arrived. The team was an abysmal dump now that Kyler's there. They've made it to the playoffs in a very difficult NFC West Basically is what this letter said. And if they want to prove that they're committed to Kyler, they will secure him for a long-term conversation and lower his salary cap for next season so they can add other people. Now, he still has two years left on his first contract. This is a wild thing to do, but also pretty opportunistic, I guess. People are not happy that are in positions of uh, business and negotiation about Kyler's agent you know, doing this. This, this could potentially affect some business negotiations in the future for old Eric Burkhart. But if you're Kyler and you think you can get all the money right now, fucking go and get it. Mm -hmm. I hope you do. It's interesting, though, with the two years left and the, the public shaming almost into it. I don't know if that's the best way to go about doing business. But if you get the job done and you're as talented as Kyler Murray is, maybe that'll be something going forward. You add that along the fact that we still haven't heard the outcome of the are the coaches getting their bonuses mm -hmm. from making it to the playoffs or whatever mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. So there's a lot to unfold in Arizona, a situation that we thought was a rocket ship going straight to Lombardi Town up there on the moon. And then late, it unraveled. D-Hop got hurt. The whole team looked different. J.J. Watt was able to beat something again for the first time ever he came back. Will that be enough with D-Hop back in the mix? Coaches may be pissed. Allegedly, sources. Kyler not... Not happy. There's no, I mean, that's a fucked up situation. Can't wait to talk to Shregs about it. He'll be in the back of a car. Also, his guy McVeigh returning to coaching after allegedly turning down 20 million a year to call Thursday Night Football Sheesh. for Amazon. Sheesh. Hey, shout out to McVeigh. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, yeah for real. Sean. 
Hey, I appreciate you a lot, Sean. I appreciate this information coming out too. Like that's a great piece of information for everybody else, including the Los Angeles Rams. He turned down 20 M's to do 15 games. I think they're good. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think it's 15 mm -hmm. games, $20 million. He turned down to come back and coach and run it back. Obviously leverage is being used right now with what Amazon was offering for Sean McVay and his agent to get a new contract with the Los Angeles Rams because last year he was paid shit. I think next year he was supposed to be paid shit. And by shit, I mean he's living good. He's like 25 years old, and I understand that. But in comparison to other coaches and what he's getting paid and the outcome in which they have already reached, I mean, there is – he's going to get broken off as a coach. That's a massive decision. Can't wait to hear why Schrags thinks he did that. In the second hour, Sham Sharania will join A.J. Hawk, myself, and the boys over here. And then in the third hour, we'll have Dana White. I mean, this is yeah. a wild time to be alive. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Dana White today. Vince McMahon on Thursday. Okay. What a week. Wow. Pretty good business people in here. Yeah. Pretty good yeah. trailblazers. Mm. You know, pretty good, uh, pretty good run. Now the internet assumes everything um, is that's going on in my life, by the way. I was told on the internet that Aaron Rodgers is coming on this show tomorrow to tell us what his decision is for oh. the future. Hmm. I had no idea that was the case. No, no clue. <laughs> no clue. I had no idea that was the case. <laughs> internet told me I'm fighting Vince McMahon. Rest of had no idea <laughs> that was the case. This is life now, though, I guess. Like, this is what it is. Yeah. This is what life is now. I guess I just have to get used to this. I used to, you know, I am somebody who, I don't want to say came up through Twitter, but I literally did come up through mm. Twitter. And now I am at a point on Twitter where it's like, oh, so this is what I used to read about everybody else on. Now there's just shit flying everywhere about me all the time. And it's a wild world. I'm going to let you know. It's crazy when you're learning about what you're supposed to be doing literally tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And I have no idea this is even happening. Oh, somebody must be speaking for... No, nobody's speaking no, for me. No. That can't be the case. So who knows what's going on? All I do know is Vince McMahon, bang! Going to be in the same seat right over here that wow. Black yes. was in a couple weeks ago. And Dana White's on today. It's a very cool moment. It's great to be back. I appreciate you all. Toxic Table, Couch Boys, how we doing? At Ty Schmidt, life good, life great. How yeah. was the weekend? It Kyle? was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, it's always nice uh, when the combine rolls around mm -hmm. in Indy because when it is here, there is kind of a palpable buzz. You can see, you know, you got all these insiders who are posting pictures in airports that they're going to be here. It's just, it almost feels like the new NFL season is finally here. Now that the combine's here, you get your eyes on a couple guys that you know maybe you're thinking your team will take so mm. i'm excited it was a good weekend but i'm very excited for combine week. i'll say this ty it also means shit's going to come because all these people are going to be around right each other. Yeah. they're going to mm -hmm. be chit-chatting with each other they're going to be around each other they're going to be talking to each other so there's going to be news that's going to happen there's going to be deals that are made and especially in the trade heavy conversation world that we're currently living in that's only going to get expedited around a couple of booze cocktails right down the street oh, yeah. that's mm -hmm. right i mean Every representative in the NFL, basically. Well, this year, there's a bunch of coaches not coming. Sean McVay said, I'm not going. We got no picks. Why would I what, what am I even doing? Can't blame him. I have no picks. That's basically the entire draft that's at that combine there. We're going we're gonna to sign some undrafted free agents. So I'll go, you know, some D3 schools, D2 schools to mm -hmm. see who doesn't get drafted. But I ain't got no pay. I ain't going to the fucking Indianapolis. I just want a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Yeah, not a chance. I just renegotiated a deal because Amazon has to be mm -hmm. $20 million. He's not coming. Some other coaches aren't either. That has become something where some coaches have stopped coming to this. 
I wonder what that's because of. I wonder if it's because they think it's all a sham because a lot of the practices that happen here are just complete bullshit. Yeah. Guys have to wake up at like 5 a.m., 3 a.m. to do different piss tests and then another test and then run, then do this, right. then do a right. bunch of drills that don't matter for football at all, but we're able to get finer details on you. For like the super scouts and the analytic people, I think there's a lot that can be found out. But for like the super football guy, I think they're only here strictly for the interactions that are happening in the meetings mm -hmm. and the conversations with the players, which are also important but nowadays you can just add extra pro days yeah mm -hmm. exactly. so i mean it's just kind of how i don't combine we love it here in town because it it is awesome yes i yeah. mean indianapolis is a great hosting city anybody that's ever been to indianapolis knows that ian rapaport's on his way over here this dude is on his way over here boston Connors here tone Diggs is here shout out to you tone for uh painting yesterday i was painting that's what i was doing too i was packing dumpsters that's what we oh, do yeah. on sundays now we try to just fill time until August or September. Yeah, welcome to a blue-collar life, Foxy. Foxy's tweeting. <laughs> hey, Foxy's tweeting, what do oh. you do on a Sunday? I, get something done. My house is already painted, and then everyone told me to watch NASCAR. I didn't watch it, but... Uh, NASCAR wow. is doing well. I watched uh, American Underdog. We will what talk about think? that. Oh, yeah. I did, too. We'll talk about that. Joining us now, we will definitely talk about that. <laughs> I did not know what I was signing up for. Yeah. <laughs> Joining us now is a man who I know what I'm signing up for. This is a good conversation, good information, and a guy who is plugged in, an Emmy-nominated host of Good Morning Football. Ladies and gentlemen, Fox Insider, Peter Schrager. And a baby Schrager, you with uh, Danny Boy Hustle Hard? I'm right here, my friend. I'm in the car. I'm headed to the airport. I'll be in Indianapolis. Do you guys know the lay of the land? Do you want me to just give all the secrets about where to go if you want to see every NFL person this week? Because it's your town, but I know where the spots are. Should I give them out or not? Yeah, go ahead. Let it eat, man. I'm all sure right, all so of Indianapolis like to be down the there. Prime 47 is a spot where everyone's going to be at in the corner. Back corner, a guy named Bob Lamont is the agent for a lot of these coaches. He hosts a dinner the first few nights, basically invites everyone. Do you know Prime 47 downtown, back room, back area? That's where he's going to be. There's a new spot called Tony's, which oh, I will be tonight Tony's. having dinner with the head coach. That's apparently a new oh. spot. Tony's in town. And then there's Tony. a couple Harry and Izzy's, St. Elmo's. But the real under one, under the radar one is one little off the – Patron Kilroy's Saint. The patron Saint. Yeah. That's right. Kilroy's. Kilroy's. Oh, yeah. Kilroy's not under the radar, dude, by no. the way. Kilroy's is like a top 10 grossing bar in America. <laughs> yeah. That's like a true, that's yeah. an actual stat. Wait, because we're a hosting city, you know, and you obviously know Shregs, and we were just talking about this, and all the fine establishments you just referenced. Shout out to Indianapolis Restaurant Tours yeah. and all the business people here. But the hospitality is real. It's very real. The Indy 500 comes here every year. There's like 400,000 people in this fucking city, and the city is able to contain it and control it. It's because the people, the way it's set up, and everything like that. Kilroy's, though, right on the corner where the convention center is, all the hotels are, mm -hmm. and it has TVs everywhere. They make a lot of money, Shreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We late, late night spot is Kilroy's. Yeah, After hours, Kilroy's. Oh. That's the, and I'll tell you my quickly, one of my favorite stories, Steak and Shake. Is it still there downtown? Yeah. Steak and Shake still running? No, everybody's going to the um, the Saint Shack now. That's yeah. right. Everybody's going to the Saint Shack now. Spot. It's hot. Yeah. It's right. It's right across from Kilroy's. Yeah, everybody's going. Brand new. You will even get yourself a little uh, frozen drinking. That's right. Thing. Okay. Okay. Oh, they got okay. tequila over there. What? what? I haven't been out in a long time. This is what the kids <laughs> tell me. I'm just telling you, this is what the kids tell me. I can't wait to have you back in Indianapolis. We're excited you're coming. Let's talk about some people that aren't. Let's talk about some people that aren't. Your guy, Sean McVay, said, we have no picks. 
Why in the hell would I go to Indianapolis, especially after the entire world just found out that I turned down $20 million a year to call 15 Thursday night football games? I just won a Super Bowl. My new contract's up. Why would I go to Indianapolis? Is that what McVay's thinking, or uh, am I reading this wrong, and is this a trend for the future? I think it's more that his NFL season ended uh, on Valentine's Day, February 14th, and he got rated eight coaches were taken from him. So now he has to hire all these new coaches. They're behind the eight ball. And really, this doesn't come from Sean, but there's multiple head coaches in that tweet that are not going to be there. I'm not at liberty to say which one. It's nothing top secret. I just don't think they would love me advertising, hey, this guy's not going to be there in the fan base. To have a thing. You'll figure out which ones aren't there. But one of them told me off the record that, you know, it becomes a socializing event for a lot of the coaches, and then they get to the drills, and everyone's hungover, and we're watching it, and it's all the same stuff that we can watch. The scouts and the GMs, those guys have to be there. Like, yeah. you need to look at these guys apples to apples. They're still great value. The medicals are incredibly important, and trust me, the entire Rams medical staff will be there. The interviews are important, but all of it's on tape, all of it's on film, and in Sean's case, I think he was going to come in for one day, and then he hit me up yesterday, and he's like, I'm, I'm not coming in it. It, I've got to get working on actual game plans for next season and working with these new coaches. Yeah. Doing it in Indy is no different than us doing it here. Everything can be virtual now. So McVay, yeah. they do things differently in L.A., and he's basically the first coach coming out and saying, like, I'm a head coach. I'm not going to the combine. Yeah, and I honestly, that's definitely what McVay's thinking. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. Put sure. Oh, game yeah. Plan. Week uh, one's right around the corner. Oh, man, everybody, <laughs> yeah, that's what he's thinking. I mean, you know, he's got a new coach's contract right around the corner, just won a Super Bowl. <laughs> it is a very short offseason because of Super Bowl. He does have to put together his game yeah, plan. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Guys, he lost a week. He lost yeah, a week. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you waste another one looking at the future of the NFL? I can't do that. No, but I'm on your side here. And I didn't get invited to the Combine, but everybody that I've talked to that's gone to the Combine is like, it's a miserable situation. Then you talk about every coach that I've talked to at the Combine has basically said, it's fucking worthless. Like, we, we don't see anything. But then the scouts... The GMs, you talk to them about the combine, they're like, oh, it's the greatest thing of all time. We get a chance to really analyze every single thing that we thought we saw on film and on tape. I think that is a trend of the future, Shrakes, and that's why I, I don't think McVay is going to be the first one. Now, McVay coming back, though, to coaching was interesting because everybody thought maybe, hey, maybe we have the next Madden here. You know, short-lived career, very successful, all-in. Everybody loves him. Seems to be a media darling on flying coach with you. Him coming back to coach. I thought he was just saying, I'm coming back to run it back drunk, you know, like drunk words. I thought, I'll yeah. regret this tomorrow. But he read... He had 20 mil on the table from Amazon. He was flirting with potential retirement, and then he still came back. What do you think it was? Because they won, or was any of that real? No, everything I say with Sean become taken as gospel, so I have to be uh, careful with it because we do talk a lot, and the $20 million thing did not come from him, and I'm not sure if Amazon formally made any offers. I do know that once Troy Aikman took a deal, you know, roughly $18 million a year from ESPN, Domino started to fall, and Sean was obviously – to the target and there was conversations to be had at the end of the day though speaking right. with him while he was talking about these possible ideas like isn't that, isn't that crazy i'm on the back page of the new york post with a, with a headline saying insanity about the money that i'm being offered for football he was also talking with liam cohen the offensive coordinator at kentucky and telling him to uproot his life and come and be his offensive coordinator at the rams and he was recruiting seven other coaches uh. to leave good situations to come so in the back of my mind knowing sean i was like is he really going to have Liam Cohen leave Kentucky and leave a million-dollar deal to come to the Rams for him not to be the coach? Is he really going to ask a lot of these men to leave good situations to be coaches? So I was curious. And at the end of the day, I think 
A lot of it had to do with Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and the fact wow. that he created a market unintentionally for himself. So when you're an NFL head coach, you can't be a free agent. You're under contract, and it's usually you get the extension or whatever. Suddenly, Amazon and maybe Fox and whoever else was, was knocking on the door, suddenly there was a market for Sean. That's new. Coaches don't usually have markets where there's multiple suitors where you can go back and say, hey, there's money in hand. You have to match me. So I don't think it was very dramatic with the Rams. I think on Friday when Schefter put that tweet out, I think this was a couple of weeks in the, in the works. And when Amazon came in, it kind of accelerated things. Um, he's going to be paid very handsomely from the L.A. Rams, but he's not going anywhere. He's going to be their coach. And I think he, he enjoyed the thought of being courted. And I think he liked the thought of someday being a head coach, but he wasn't leaving Stafford Cup and Donald, not yet. How about him getting $12 million a year to be the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams? Wow. That's a lot. That seems, hey, Pat, that seems awfully modest if, if you're asking me. Hey, how about, yeah. how about Sean McVay? Making twenty million a year for the like. I'm joking. I'm joking. Congrats to Sean, though. By the way, if he needs a second home, he can buy one. now. Congrats to Sean. He deserves it. By the way, the guy deserves it. He's had success. He also has a franchise, a program that'll go all in around him. So I'm happy he's taking advantage of that. And whenever he decides to get into TV, we will all be very grateful. I think as fans, you said that coaches don't can't create a market for themselves normally or a free agency. You can if you just retire, right? Sean Payton, right? He retires from the New Orleans Saints. Now I'm reading something on Sports Illustrated where allegedly the Miami Dolphins were trying to put together Sean Payton and Tom Brady, two people that had just retired. Is that for an ownership group that they're talking about or is that for playing? And do you know anything about this? I don't. I saw the report too. And nothing nothing when it comes to the Dolphins and Stephen Ross and and uh, their quarterback situation ever shocks me when they had the head coaching vacancy. Wait, that's from Florio? This is for, hold on, this as is from... As, hold on, Shrakes, Shrakes. Shrakes, hold what on. What are you saying? I'm sorry. Shrakes, hold on. Is this from Florio or for Sports Illustrated? What's it say across the bottom? I can't read the bottom. That says via Florio. Oh, uh, so via Florio. Okay, so Florio has okay. ties, right? Mm -hmm. Florio mm -hmm. has ties. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He's pretty good, right? And he's got pretty good sources, too. Uh, I think in this situation, you have Stephen Ross and you have Tom Brady. Now, Stephen Ross uh, owns Equinox. He owns... Uh, related properties. He owns uh, a ton of real estate. He's uh, a kingpin in New York City. He's a Michigan man. This is not shocking that he had been, you know, possibly courting Tom Brady. Uh, the Sean Payton thing's new, but when you're down to, all right, we've had nine head coaching hires, and the Dolphins are one of the last ones to hire somebody to end up with Mike McDaniel, which might be the fine decision. I'm not shocked that they would say, let's at least bat around the idea of Sean Payton. Why not? Especially if the prime job that Sean Payton was looking for, you know, money-wise with the uh, broadcasting career wasn't wasn't right around the corner. So I'm not shocked by any of this, but I also can't confirm or deny it. Okay, love that. Appreciate your our honesty. Let's talk about Kyler Murray and Eric Burkhart kind of, you know, publicly shaming the Cardinals almost into giving him a new deal with two years left on his contract. With that being said, I hope Kyler gets all the money in the world. I hope every player gets it. a billion dollars, okay? This is interesting business, though, to go about doing it this way, I think, in the NFL the way it is. But maybe this will lay a new blueprint on how to get more money if you're a star player. How do you feel like this works out, and what do you think is going on in Arizona? There's so many interesting pieces to this. I love breaking it down with you and your audience. So <clears throat> here's the, Thanks, the first interesting piece. Kyler does this Monday morning as everyone's flying into the combine. Guess who's speaking Tuesday to the media and can't get out of it? Steve Kime, the general manager of the Cardinals. Oh, so by oh. putting this thing out there on a Monday, you set the agenda for the topics. And it's not just going to be the five beat writers in Arizona and the four local radio hosts. 
now becomes the national story. It might become the national media availability. It's 20 minutes of grilling him on Kyler's contract. It puts it puts him in a corner. Second part that's interesting with this. Very often when we go through this, and I'm often a subject of the text, it's, hey, just FYI, you know, my player is 24 years old, is coming off, you know, two Pro Bowl seasons, and you should mention that on air on Good Morning Football when you're talking about his contract situation. Whoa. Eric Burkhart <laughs> skips over the Schrager, skips over the Schefter, skips over the Glazer, skips over the Garofolo and the Rappaport, and goes right there publicly and says, my client is 24 years old, is a two-time Pro Bowler, and has taken a team from three wins to an 11-win season and the first time they're in the playoffs since before he got there. Uh, it's a public salvo that we have not seen often. The last and final piece that makes this very intriguing and interesting, he's represented by Eric Burkhart. Burkhart's a great agent, one of the top guys, is, is good at what he does. Number one client is Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray gets paid $40 million deal, that's a major payday for Eric Burkhart. Eric Burkhart's other big client, ironically enough, oh, I don't know, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury. I I don't know where Cliff stands in all this, and I hopefully will see Cliff this week and we'll get some answers, but you want to talk about, all right, you've got Goodwill, you've got the general manager, Kime, you've got Kingsbury, the head coach, (laughs) represented by one agent, you've got Kyler, the quarterback, represented by the same agent, the agent is taking open swings at the ownership group for being frugal or they don't like the way that they're doing Like This is really interesting stuff, and there's a lot of people involved, a lot of personalities involved, and I'm really curious to see how it all goes down. Basically, it's pay him his money or trade him, and someone else will, because I've said this before. Someone will pay Kyler Murray what he's looking for, and if the Cardinals aren't that team, the agent is basically saying, I don't want to drag this out. He's putting some heat on them let's let's make a move let's do it now burkhart just yammed on ownership over there this has this has to tie back to the now it's alleged it's alleged remember Mm -hmm. that's right it's all alleged we don't know everybody has their sources everybody has different information they're hearing different things the playoff bonus you know the playoff check for the coaches there was allegedly a decision potentially made i don't know what the outcome of that was i do not know what the outcome of that was heard it was an interesting conversation though dialogue okay well i'll just say what i was told then from my sources sources told me that originally the owner was not going to pay the coaches their playoff checks because they didn't win now i did not know this was the case all players are guaranteed those playoff checks i guess the coaches in the contract it is at the owner's discretion in the contract it actually says that that. yeah exactly so allegedly they were not going to get their playoff checks because of how it all ended and how upset the owner was and the media was reporting of course he'd be upset would you not be upset yeah we would be upset also if i didn't get the fucking money i was thought i was getting as well so if this guy represents Cliff Kingsbury, who Cliff would be the one that would be pissed off about his guys yeah. mm-hmm. not getting their check. And he represents Kyler. Oh my, this dude, hey, huh? Oh, you don't want to pay? Oh, you don't want to play? Uh, no worries. Just like $15,000, $20,000 for each coach. You don't want to pay that because you're bad? Okay, how about this? We want fucking $50 million a year. <laughs> that is wild. That could be what happened. That legitimately could be what happened. I don't know. Oh, uh, Shregs. Shregs. Come on, Pete. All right, go ahead, Ty. Shregs, what's your plan of attack for this week oh when you come here? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. think, about about making that deci- think about making that decision. Think about making that decision not to play the coaches or pay the coach. Now, I don't know if this has happened, but this is all alleged. This is all alleged. This is all anonymous. I don't know either, and I'll tell you, Cliff and Bidwell had a meeting, I guess, last week. And Cliff is in good terms with the owner, and they're in good place. And 
I think everyone wants Kyler. Um, But there is, look, this one individual, one agent controls the head coach and the quarterback. It's interesting. Now, as for my plan of attack, it's a great question. I'm doing the morning show on Good Morning Football every day, 7 to 10. But I'm also going to be doing the drills on Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Friday. There we go. I'm excited. I'm excited. But uh, in between, I got my spots, like I told you. So I'm going to be doing dinners at some places. But another spot. I I like to finish the show at around 10, and I'll meet up with a GM every single day. I've got different ones lined up, and I'll just pick their brands. But we go to a place. I'll give it out. I mean, it's it's only helping local business, right? Cafe Patachu. Oh, yeah. You don't have to help them out. They got got seven restaurants in Indianapolis, that company. Unbelievable restaurant. I have have annual, like this, I missed the combine the last last year, but I've got annual traditions where I'll meet up with this GM at Patachu and I'll meet up with this GM. And it's not always about the draft. It's about big picture stuff. So it's a great question. It's almost like I'm booking dates. And if the guys want to meet with me, great. I like it because I use it on air. And it's also good for background knowledge. And if not, that's understandable. I'm just a media hack. Why would they want to waste their time with me? I'm excited to get the information that only you can get because, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like you and Ian Rapport have the same style. Now, Cafe mm-hmm. Patichu, I'm not sure you're able to do that, but you'll be able to you'll be able to find Rapport at it. Kilroy's probably all about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I'll just give you some boosts. Give you some boosts. I said some bad stuff about you. Let's give you two shots. <laughs> See this other thing. I can't wait for you to get to the city. Thank you for all the love you're giving everybody, by the I way. I love it. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah, Shriggs, on top of that, though, like you kind of just, you mentioned what like are there any stories specifically that you're looking to do or not really like when you come to this you say you have these pre-planned things but is there anything you're kind of like prying for or looking for that we should you know be expecting in coming weeks yeah i think the rogers thing is fascinating because at some point it's just you know you guys obviously talk to him on his side at some point from the packers side and it's like do we really want to do this all over again? Like, can we get it done before free agency? At least if there's going to be a, a certain deal, if we're going to be making a deal, can we do it at this point? Can we at least have communication? So if there's a market for Rodgers, which of course there is, and multiple teams are going to want to trade three first round picks uh, for him, I think that would be the market. And I think they would like to have those conversations at the combine. So I don't think we'll have a decision necessarily from Aaron, but I think the, the Packers will know their contingency plans at the Combine, through their meetings, that they'll have with other teams. All right, safe travels. We'll see you in Indianapolis. Thank you for all yeah. the love and information. I just got to the uh, the lovely place we call LaGuardia Airport, <laughs> oh, Pat, yeah. and I hopefully uh, we could see each other while I'm there. If you guys want, I'll be on my text. Hit me up. I would love to meet up. Can't wait to see you, pal. Make sure on that plane now, that mask, perfect. I know. Perfect placement. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'm in. I'm in. All right, be safe. I don't want to be in any of those videos. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, be safe. Appreciate that. Man, it's going to be hard to talk about anything. The Roger stuff, obviously, everybody's going to be invested <laughs> sure. in it. I get it. And once again, remember the internet told me that Aaron's coming on here tomorrow. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Which be, is cool. Hey, it would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. I actually read that. I was like, oh, all nice. Right. Sweet. Pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pumped up about that. I didn't even like uh, send him a text and say, like, hey, is this real or not? I, it's already booked. It's gospel. There you I go. I guess it's already booked. Zeke didn't even have it in his calendar. Oh, yeah. oh, Zeke wasn't in your calendar. I don't know what's going on. Uh, me neither. <laughs> yeah, me neither. There's a lot been happening like that this way, but it's good to be in this particular spot because whenever we put a light on things, maybe it's real that wouldn't normally get a light shined on it. That whole coach's bonus thing feels yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Now Kyler's pissed about it because, you know. No, I don't think Kyler's. I think Kyler's definitely pissed about it. Like, hey, what the fuck? But also, I think, like, him and Cliff are pretty tight. And yeah. Cliff and his guy, his quarterback probably get. I mean, there is a ripple. And by the way, once again, this is all alleged. 
and this is from weeks and weeks ago, so it might have been resolved, but there was some real shit up brewing from the ownership choosing not to give the coaches their playoff bonus checks that are at the owner's discretion in a contract, which nobody knew. Everybody just thought it was an automatic thing. And then who knows if that's been settled or not. Remember, we talked to Rappaport and said there was no official sit-down year-end meeting or whatever. It's like, well, because the report was that there was a meeting mm-hmm. between, I think, uh, Cliff, uh, Kime, and Bidwell. Mm-hmm. I think. Yes. And it ended bad or something right. like that. Then Rappaport put a quote tweet. Uh, My sources are saying that there's no confirmed meeting has happened or whatever. So then he came on the show because my sources were telling me, no, no, there was. Mm -hmm. There was a potential little ha ha going Mm -hmm. on there. So we asked Rappaport. Rappaport said, yeah, the official wrap-up year-end meeting. And I was like, all in the details. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're talking about the niche of confirming the story or not confirming it. Oh, okay, so now every single tweet you put out, we have to think like that? Ian, is that what's going on? And Ian had a little banter with us, I think, at the time, but who knows if that's been resolved. feel like probably not if Burke had, if yeah. he's representing the head coach and the player. That's what this all is here, I think. Oh, wow. This is wild. Remember last year, Chandler Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Chandler Jones, was uh, he was pissed, yeah. and then he just played and dominated, had five sacks yeah. first yeah. game. I don't remember how else he did. Probably good. If you're a sack guy and you start with five, Pretty good. Yeah, I assume yeah. your season's going to be pretty good. Star. Now, he didn't catch up with T.J. Watt somehow. I think he got hurt. Did he get hurt for a little bit of the season, if I remember correctly? I Whatever. They had that contract dispute happening. There. Yeah. Went out and paid J.J., brought in A.J., have D-Hop. But now Kyler and the co- – It's getting ugly in that beautiful city of Phoenix, it sounds like. I love that Kyler's agent also said, you know, Aaron deserves the 50, which he does. I mean, back-to-back MVPs, he deserves more than 50. But, I mean, if, if Aaron gets 50, it makes it a lot easier to say that, you know, Kyler should get 40. For those that <laughs> for those that, <laughs> for those that don't know what we're referring to about Kyler, this is the letter that was placed out into the Internet world this morning from Eric Burkhardt, who is his agent. Now, I want to let you know, trying to read this on my phone was difficult. Yeah. Let alone me reading it now across the room on a TV over there. You should look at it. It's very fascinating. A lot of pundits on TV have quote tweeted this and said, oh, she just wants to pay a bunch of fucking money. Mm -hmm. That's basically what this entire thing does. It rolls out at the beginning all of Kyler's and Arizona's hopeful potential future goals. Like, this is what we want to do. We want to win a Super Bowl. Then it hits some of Kyler's accolades in there, what he has accomplished, what the team was like before he got there, and then now since he's been there. And then it wraps up with basically saying, hey, just fucking give us a long-term contract. (laughs) And then Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come and it is Kyler giving the bow how you doing keep moving with his logo at the bottom yeah and he's gonna get it right I mean it's from the desk of Kyler that's right (laughs) I honestly and you could hear how I kind of talk I want every player to get paid okay that's all I wanted to do I don't think this is necessarily like in my idea okay this is an interesting way to go about doing business now Bad or good, I don't know. If it gets a deal done, I guess it's good business. But this is an interesting way Mm -hmm. to go about doing business, especially in the NFL where the same people are normally in a lot of places. You're going to have to do business with each other. So whatever – Eric is obviously a very successful agent. He said, fuck it, I'll do it. But now knowing that it's potentially a bigger – where all the parties probably understand why he's doing this outside of Mm -hmm. Arizona, it's interesting. And if he gets paid – 
I mean, it's all well worth it, I guess. Well, and you don't want to be left without a quarterback, especially yeah. after, you know, the year before they drafted Kyler Murray, they drafted Josh Rosen. <laughs> like, they know how difficult it is to hit on guys. Wait until Mac Jones, right? Going oh, into, oh, after oh. Kyler gets oh, yeah. however many a year here from this entire thing, one, one, one week before training camp. Mac Jones released from the desk of Mac Jones. Oh. If Bill Belichick's, especially after what he did to Stephon Gilmore and now J.C. Jackson. Yeah. If Bill Belichick wants me to come back, he needs to pay me at least $2 million more a year than Kyler. That's no bull. Well, Sent. Says tag. he's not coming. Mm-hmm. Great tag. I can see it. That's no bull. Well, by the time, you know, Mac Jones is looking for another contract, next year. he will definitely He should be him. next year. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what everybody's saying. Oh, it's after year three. Year. If, if he gets it after Yeah, but if it works yeah. after year three, try it'll after work year. after year two. That's well, right. You know. Especially if you had a little bit of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm not, now, Mac Jones was just the first young quarterback that came to my mind. Sure. So, congrats to you for having that particular guy. Oh, yeah. Joe Burr, though, should say. Oh, yeah. Build me an indoor facility. Right now, mm-hmm. and also, I'd like $55 million. <laughs> yeah. I went to the Super Bowl in the AFC because in that uh, letter, Eric Burgard said that for two years straight, Kyler was able to make the Pro Bowl in a NFC heavy quarterback NFC league. Now, everybody knows that almost every quarterback that has ever played in the NFL will make a Pro Bowl. Right. Because the amount of quarterbacks that make each roster – and then the people that don't go, and then the replacements. But I don't think I'm not talking about Kyler getting in on any, you know, um, asterisks. Mm-hmm. He's earned his way in there. Okay, I get it. I understand that. But quarterbacks making a Pro Bowl, it's like, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I think, I think Neil O'Donnell made it the year he threw 14 picks Hell in the yeah. Super Bowl. Wow. There, Tommy Maddox was in yeah. there a couple oh, yeah. of times. I mean, he's a superstar, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just. It is interesting that if you have success and you're a guy at that position, I guess if this works, I don't know why everybody else wouldn't be thinking like, yeah, we should go get our money right fucking now if we want to. That's how other leagues operate, I guess. That's how other businesses would operate too. If you are something that is a necessity to a company that is doing very, 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 very well, and you're looking around and you're seeing every other company that is in your avenue of comparison and oh they're getting paid they're getting paid they're getting paid they're getting paid the way this normally goes you sign a contract to get paid for this amount of years and then once that contract's up okay you agree to another one but if this starts happening i mean why wouldn't you if you're a second year third year quarterback into the nfl say hey you want to roll the dice and try to find another me or you want to pay me right now and i know that the rookie contract is something everybody's excited for the quarterback to be on that's why kyler even laid out in there hey we'll make your salary cap hit less than what it would be next year anyways and we'll kind of kick this can down the road don't you worry you can give us a 300 million dollar deal don't you worry about it we'll pay for it later it's all gonna work out that's what's gonna start happening and no bull you need to look out for it up there with Bill. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, if Matt gets to that point, that means we're in a great spot. But, I mean, Kyler, he has one of uh, yes. Gets to what point? To the point where, you know, he's a pro bowler, but an actual pro bowler. See, not, he was. Not the, he actually not the won asterisk. the pro bowl. <laughs> that was the remember? asterisk. Yeah. He, he actually won the pro that was bowl. It. That was pretty yeah. good. But, yeah, thank you. I mean, I have seen it enough. I've not given it a go ever at home or in real life. But to remind you that he did win the goddamn Pro Bowl. Yeah. He gritted his ass all the way through oh, yeah. that entire thing. We were just talking about the asterisks, and that was definitely more of an asterisk Pro Bowl. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson, I don't think that's, that's who. How you, by the, it's, I don't want to have to get into this. Asterisk. Asterisk. No. Asterisk. Asterisk. 
Boom. Okay. Nailed it. Aster. Risk. Well, that's, Asterisk. That's two R's. That's, I think I it's only one. That R. One. Mm-hmm. I think it'd that's be just the good. Asterisk. It's a good way to remember how to say it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That would be smart. Yep. I had this entire situation happening on college game day. I mean, that word's tough. Really? Yeah. I said, put an asterisk next to that one, and uh, I believe Reese on the way back was like, "We'll definitely think about having to put an asterisk on that." Oh. I, did. I was like, "Oh shit!" Jesus. So I brought it back, and obviously the next, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Asterisk." <laughs> I didn't know that either. I thought it was big old X there. Yeah. If you would ask me, I'm throwing bang right at the end of that word. It's not. But he's still a fucking pro bowler. He's an unbelievable stud. And he's going to know he's a guy after this year, right? You knew before he even started playing he yeah, was a guy. Yeah, we knew years ago that he was a guy. And, you know, hopefully we can get that receiver in two weeks from now in free agency. But, like, Lamar Jackson has won an MVP. And that's another guy that's, like, going into, what, his fourth He's, year, fifth yeah. year? I think Schefter said on Ari Mirov's uh, My Sports Update uh, Pro Football Focus podcast. Video oh, edition? Yeah. Huh? Video edition? I saw it as a quote. Okay. Just saw a quote. Nice. Graphic. It might have been, if I would have slid, maybe the video would have been. Sure. Uh, I do like that that is just what Instagram has become, by the way. Shitty quality photo, original nice video. <laughs> that's right. It's very interesting. But Schefter said, I would never step foot on the field again if I'm Lamar Jackson, okay, yeah. until I get a new contract. I believe is what Schefter said on Ari Miro's Pro Football Focus at My Sport Update podcast video edition that we had seen for the first time just last week. That's Lamar right. is going into his fifth season, so they picked up the fifth-year option. He's going to get paid $23 million in 2022, and then he's going to be a free agent if they don't give him a Yeah, and what if Lamar doesn't? What if Lamar's like, nah, actually, I'm thinking about just playing this out. $23 million is a lot of fucking millions, dude. And also, and then I could, I'm pretty popular on the internet. Probably make some money there if yeah. I have to. Yeah. And then I'll be a free agent. And uh, I mean, people are floating 50 M's out there for everybody. everybody. Yeah. Every team is thinking 50 M's for Jeez. whoever. It's becoming go, new normal. Go back it's, to Miami, maybe. Go oh, back home. Oh, yeah. no, not that Tua. Hey, not that Tua doesn't have an opportunity. Maybe right. Tua has a good year next year and he does this. Yeah, he could. He sends That'd a fucking email. Out. The first couple years, the owner was paying the <laughs> I was benched in two-minute drills. Two loose. I'm worth more. I want $75 million a year. <laughs> right now. Two right now. I ain't playing. Whoa. It's two a time. <laughs> it's time to pay two a time. And there's a pretty, you know, good team in Central America who's got a great offensive line and a great... Middle of Serbia? No, not... still North America. <laughs> the games in Mexico are getting to me now with the uh, Cardinals. But the Colts would be... I mean, if Once they got again, we Lamar, have to remind, Mexico is North America. Yes. Yep. It is. We're Central America. What? <laughs> Central America is that other part right there. Oh, there. Panama. 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 Yeah, okay. There you go. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And then South America's... Exactly. It gets right big again. There and below. It gets big Central again. in between the two Americas. Central, very important, though. I think yeah. it's where a lot of things come and go. Big right? canal. Yeah. yeah, but I, I don't Evergreen. think just Panama, though. I think there's. A, I think oh, yeah. that is a very... Several. Bogota. Yeah. Colombia. That's in Colombia. What? Yeah. El Salvador. El Salvador. Guatemala. Wow, uh, yeah. Um, Belize, by the way, second largest coral reef in the world. Look at that. Wow. Oh. Save the reef. You guys know it. Won the fucking eighth grade geography bowl with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might become number one over eventually, I mean, because of the uh, you know, oh, stuff that's happening. Central America. Australia. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like the, the islands aren't Central America. I never knew they connected. No way. Like Cuba? Trinidad, Tobago, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
The Dominican's <laughs> not part of Central America. Oh, no, it says Caribbean. Sorry. It's Caribbean. Oh, okay. 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 I should have. Sorry, okay. I'll move that in a little bit. All right, we were very confused. <laughs> That's on us. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, back to what you were saying. You're talking about Indianapolis? Yes, because obviously. Oh, my God, Lamar and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield with that offensive line, yeah. with that defense. Be unfair. Oh, my God. Hey, answer the phone, Harbaugh. <laughs> I'm going to give you a call. You're 100% right. Something to think about. I mean, they would be unbelievable. That's Tennessee. a Super Bowl. By the time he comes around, too, Derrick Henry and Tennessee are probably. Bro, you went to Louisville. Out. It's right down the road. Oh, right yeah. down the road. Right down the road. Doesn't mind the cold. Baltimore's, you know, it's not yeah. much different. We'll be loved in Indy, by Loved. Oh, loved in Indy. The amount of eight Jackson jerseys will be in the crowd. Oh. Are you kidding me? People bought Carson Wentz jerseys. Now we're talking. And that guy stinks. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't deserve it. No, he doesn't. We're talking about the MVP of the goddamn league. Send him okay. to Baltimore. He can back up Tyler Huntley. Boom. Oh, exactly. We're talking parades. There, though, yeah. Man. Super Bowls. If I played in this era, it'd be curtains, but that's a big <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's not my time. You know, it's not my time. That was great. Lamar Jackson is a Colt. Man. But what if he goes to Miami and two is a Colt? All right, so we're out on that again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, okay. let's get to a break. We'll go for two. Two is Miami quarterback. That's right. He's about to have a hell of a season. He Mike is. Daniel. Oh, yeah. He was good. Uh-huh. Waddle. Yeah. I never understood why what was happening to Tua was happening. Because the little bits of Tua I'd watch, I'm like, this fucking guy. This guy's a player. Oh, they're all short passes. It's like a lot of offenses, if you look are throwing the ball within three yards of the line of scrimmage. The quarterback is just throwing it back across the field or whatever. Like, that is, I think that is something they say about, oh, he's a game manager. Well, fuck, I'll tell you who is it. Carson Wentz. Okay? <laughs> he did not a manage game at all. No. no. no like, that is, that is, re- that's not a shot at Carson. It is, actually. Hey, there is a, why does anybody just say that? That's how we describe it. Hey, Carson, get better at the managing of the game that's thing. That's it. Oh, he can do that. That's yeah. his focus. Manage the game. Somewhere yeah. else. Though. Do that in, you know, yeah. Pittsburgh Boom. or Pittsburgh for sure. Pittsburgh. Here we go to Springs. Here we go. We got other plans. Here we go to Springs. Here we go. Man, Lamar Jackson is a cult. <laughs> Baltimore to Indianapolis. Obviously, there's a little bit of yeah. Not exactly oh, the sure. most love because the Mayflower back there in eighty whatever. Mm-hmm. It's free agency though. Team lets him go. He doesn't sign there. Oh, that's one more. Hey, Lamar, hold! 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 Come on, Randy, dude, you'll love it. It'll be fun. A all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl champion, college football national champion, COVID survivor, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hahn. You got a new costume. You're doing the Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs thing? You've been wearing this what every you- day. I don't know if you think uh, I didn't notice or whatnot. Oh, no, you had that wolf thing his first day back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I do wear this thing a lot. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a, a costume like you, but it does actually sound like a good idea the more I think about it. Well, I mean, I'm not the originator, obviously. Steve Jobs is. But that guy's a bad dad, so, you know, yeah. I guess we shouldn't take anything he says seriously. Uh, he changed the world. AJ, hope you had an incredible weekend. Great to see you. Don't know if you watched our conversation with Schrager. This Kyler Murray um, basically from the desk of Kyler Murray via Eric Burkhart, his agent, 
That whole story got fast, more fascinating this morning when we learned that he represents Cliff Kingsbury as well. And allegedly, our sources had told us there was maybe some coaching beef going on with ownership. So Burkhart comes in and literally yams on the Arizona Cardinals the day before Steve Kahn has to talk tomorrow, basically saying, hey, get a long-term deal for Kyler. He's got two years left on his contract, his rookie contract. Get a deal done or else. Wild business play. He might get paid. This might set a whole new blueprint for the future. What are your thoughts on it all? It is pretty interesting, the fact that 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 agent represents the head coach and the starting quarterback. But I instantly started thinking, all right, did Cliff know this was coming out before he put it out? Well, like, do you think Cliff was okay with it? Cliff, like, hey, man, like, is it Cliff and Kyler versus the the front office? Is that what we're looking at here? Well, I don't want to say that's what I'm alluding towards, but I think I'm I'm saying it does. It is very interesting when you lay it out (laughs) that way, saying how, oh, wait, they allegedly didn't get these playoff bonuses to the coaches. All of this happens. I don't know. It's going to be a fun next couple, what, 10 to 14 days, I guess, to see how they handle it. The NFL is full of so much shit. Oh, yeah. Like, this yeah. is just so much real shit. You know, I, I started watching Secession a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. I've only seen okay. a couple episodes. Okay. I try. I've, I've gotten into it. Just all that shit that mm-hmm. just happens, it seems like. Man, the NFL is so full. So full of shit. Yeah. This story is a massive story. This could change the way future. Mac Jones. Joey Burrow, numerous quarterbacks that come in and have early success, saying, nah, I ain't waiting for my free. You're going to pay me now. And with the way the salary cap gymnastics can work, they're paying Patrick Mahomes $500 million over the next 10 years, and somehow his salary cap hit is less than the punter on the team. Mm-hmm. There's, like, very interesting situations happening with the salary cap gymnastics. And if you're a young, great quarterback, I could see how business-wise – it makes sense to take advantage of it, but this one in Arizona just seems so fascinating with all the layers of shit, AJ. Well, it, the the very last like paragraph was that a threat to the Cardinals that if hey if you don't extend me, I'm not going to be here. It kind of I mean, let's go to it. It's going to be hard to read here from the screen because it was tough to read on my phone. Yeah. I'm not a good reader too. Everybody knows that. Not a great reader. Um, Uh, I'm not a great reader, so I'm not 100% sure. Here we go, yeah. How this was the proper way to let this one go. Zoom out, yeah. Uh, I don't know how this was what they decided upon. Yeah. Notes section screenshot. Yeah. Much more legible than this thing, but this does look super professional because of the letterhead at the bottom. Uh, It is now simply up to the Cardinals to decide if they prioritize their rapidly improving 24-year-old, already two-time Pro Bowl quarterback who led the organization from two wins before his arrival to 11 wins in their first playoff appearance in five years or rather, if they choose to financially prioritize commitment to other areas and continuing to merely talk about addressing Kyler's long-term future as their QB. Unfortunately, every player, coach, and executive in the NFL knows, parenthesis or should know, that words and hypothetical contractual promises are regularly dismissed and fleeting in this business. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses... To commit so... I don't understand how I'm reading that, by the way. (laughs) I've read that wrong. Choses. Tyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can... 
Is that? Am I reading that wrong? A spell mistake, right? Isn't I think it's a double O. Should be choosing. Choose, yeah, choose, should be choosing. Choose, it should be another O. In there. I said that last hour. I said it the first time I read it. But once again, I'm a doofus. So I just assume this guy <laughs> that did this entire thing asking for, you know, multiple hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, right. It maybe I'm reading it wrong. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the car. I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be chooses. Yeah, 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 for sure. Kyler remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue. Oh, 1-0 in the end. That's yeah. tough. Interesting. Oh, my God. That is tough. Supplemental message. It's tough. I, it's tough to see. Like, it, it makes you, I don't know, it makes you not think it's a it's an error because it looks so professional. And this is, like, there's certain areas are bold. There's the letterhead, the picture of Kyler, like, Makes you think, like, wouldn't this you would run this by a few people? Well, this is a hundred, couple, not a hundred, probably like three to four hundred million dollar negotiating tactic. Yeah. You spell a word wrong, can't have can't do it. CFO Phil would have spit on this. Yeah, he would See, it would have so quick. All right, th- so th- what happens if they don't sign him to a long term deal in the next three months? So he's not playing, right? He's going to baseball, he's picking up a baseball bat. They don't oh. have a league, yeah. Arizona oh, no. knows he's going to, well, he's still got face card. Still got face clean if he wants to. I assume he's made enough money at this point. We'll continue to make enough money Maybe. off the field if he wants to. Maybe. I don't know. Is that what he's thinking? I don't know. I don't know. what he, What's his plan if he – I don't know. He's saying – so he's only unhappy because they have not probably had serious talks about extending him yet. But how many – how much – I don't know. Isn't this when they would start right now? I don't know. I, I think they said that they have had talks, but it's all been – Fugues. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, yeah, we yeah. want him for the future. Yeah, we love Kyler. Want him for the future. He's in our long-term plans. They just said last week, yes. I think, in the conversation. And Eric Bar- Burkhart now, one day before, Kime has to answer national media tomorrow at the Combine. He's scheduled to go tomorrow, I think, at 11? I think he's at 11 or noon. I don't, I don't remember the exact time. But now he has to answer questions about this. And Kime's like, hey, fuck it. They're mad at the owners. What if he comes out and says, oh. Kime, by the way, bald head, right? He's yeah, a big yeah, bald-headed yeah. dude. He has a good time, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. What if he comes out and he's like, hey, the owner's pissed. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do. I would love to have Kyler around. I'd love to pay him. But also, like, there's a whole thing going on with the coaches. That, the... Next question. You know, like, what? That would be awesome. That would How, be. I would appreciate his authenticity and his being, him being so transparent if that was the case. But I don't think we're going to see that happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. But Steve Kime wants Kyler, I would assume. The general manager yeah, sure. would like Steve yes, Kime. He drafted, he drafted him. And he's in a position, right? The GM contractually, job um, description. Hey, you sign guys, you make the team or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But in this particular case, I assume he's not the only one making the decision. I, I just that's assume that's not the way it is. You probably have the owner involved, and the owner's potentially uh-huh. involved with the entire. Yes. Oh, it's awesome. So much shit, dude. So much shit. And that's just the beginning. But how about Bakhtiari? He's converting some of his contract into a signing bonus uh, to open up more space. And everybody's saying they're doing this for Aaron Rodgers. They had to do this anyways. Field Yates is reporting that Packers have converted $11.58 million of left tackle David Bakhtiari's 2022 compensation into a signing bonus, creating significant cap space for the season per source. A busy week for the Packers' cap continues, says Field. So Bakhtiari changes 11.58. This is the most. Aaron Jones did this as well. Yep. And Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark detailed. Tackle did this, and everybody's saying this is because of Aaron. This is because of Aaron. Probably a part of the entire thing, but also they were like $40 million over the cap. They had to start doing this salary cap gymnastics if they really wanted to go or just cut everybody. They are still $28 million over the cap is what every website says. Yeah. We don't know if this Bakhtiari um, 
move is changing that or not. But there's still some teams that are way over the cap and going to have to get to uh, get to work at some point. So I clicked on Bakhtiari on, on Spotrack or whatever it's called, and on February 26th they have listed under transactions converted two million of 2022 base salary and a 9.5 million roster bonus into signing bonus. Uh, clearing 9.16 of cap space with Green Bay. So I think they do have it factored into that number. Okay. I could be wrong, though. So $28 million over the cap. They still have to make some moves. Cowboys still over. Saints were once at 70 over. They're all the yeah. way down to 49 somehow. Good for them. Yeah. Go, Good for them. Michael Thomas, I think, this mm-hmm. weekend. Think about them going in every day, that contract guru. This salary. Oh. Oh, what the fuck are we doing? Hasn't slept in weeks. They got like conspiracy theory boards. Yeah, <laughs> they got entire. We could do. Uh, we could take this money, I guess, and kind of just shove it into here, and then we can move this shell over here, and then we can kind of take from that one and fucking. Also, who is our starting quarterback next year? Oh. Yeah, man, that's the biggest question. Jameis is running. Today. I was about to say for the yeah, first time since his ACL surgery in October, I believe Jameis Winston is back on a treadmill. This follows some videos of him looking very normal working out. And when I say that, I mean, this is a very normal-looking workout. Oh, yeah. This is not Jameis Winston's normal workout. No. I've seen other humans do this workout. That's why we're saying this is not a normal Jameis Winston workout. He looks good. He's running. Pro Football Focus didn't have him on uh, the top 15 free agents or whatever. Jameis... I mean, there's a guy who is in a much better quarterback market now than he was a year ago. Yeah. Got $1 million, two years ago, I'm sorry. Two years ago, gets $1 million to be the backup Drew Brees. Then he signs to be the quarterback. Him and Taysom Hill are battling, gets some games, gets hurt, still dances in the locker room afterwards, is beloved by his teammates. There's a guy that could find himself in a great situation. I don't know about the money, but with a team, because there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks right now, AJ. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. And they're all scrambling because they don't know what they're going to do. And- I guess when will the first thing happen, like as far as quarterbacks to where a team can solidify a guy? Do we have to wait to the draft? You tell me, dude. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning and the internet told me Aaron's coming on this show tomorrow to make his decision. Oh, awesome. Good job booking him. Well, I didn't. That's all I was, Did you? <laughs> nope. So, so he's not they, coming on? Shit. What do well, they say? Who? Who's they? The internet told me he's coming on tomorrow. Oh, cool. Maybe they will entice him to come on then. Maybe they'll pressure him to come back oh, on. Okay. Oh, is that what they're doing? Is that what people do on the internet? Maybe. They try, I think. Oh, public pressure. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if that's going to sway Aaron. That may push him the other way. What? <laughs> oh, thanks for, thanks for kicking Aaron off our show tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Aaron. Internet. I have not talked to him. Have you? Legitimately, yeah. I have not talked to him. The internet came up with he was ready to make his decision, though, I guess. Do you know anything on that? I, I know nothing on what Aaron is doing right now. That's a lie. Yeah. Damn, it would be nice Bullshit. if we maybe get We're going to check in. Hey, man, where are you at? Send me your location. Yeah. What are yes. you doing? Drop a pin, do dude. I'll be there. Yeah. Send me your, uh, your ordinance, right, Pat? Yeah, yeah. Co, mm-hmm. Co, need two of them, though. One of them will only get you, you know, to a, a large area. You need two ordinates. Anyways, that was good learning, man. I'm happy you were there for that. You ain't ever going to fuck it up again. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> not, right. that, not that you ever would. That was an interesting one. I need the ordinance. Everybody's like, what? Send me the fucking ordinance. Okay, I need to get in the goddamn thing. The The address won't work. What are ordinance? And then some ammo? You going to send some ammo? Some RPGs? Ooh. Well, I don't know if that's ordinance. is like a rule that a city makes, too. That is an yeah. ordinance, mm-hmm. I guess. It was uh, they were So somebody had to piece through what I was talking about. Are you talking about coordinates? Bingo! That's how they do those. Need them. That was how we had to get into that fucking convention yeah, center yeah. in LA, uh-huh. by the way, because no address would get it. Anyways, let us know where uh, what Aaron's going to do before he does, please. Hey, let's yeah. pivot to the NBA. 
The NBA is awesome. Mm-hmm. There are so many stories bouncing around. I turned on a game last night. It was the Pelicans traveling to Los Angeles to play the Lakers. And they were down 30. The Lakers are down 30. LeBron was getting booed with the ball in hand in the crypt. He threw turnover, threw the ball just to somebody else blocked. Then there's video showing of them launching the ball into the crowd on a full court pass. There's air balls. I think Russ and LeBron both had uh, seven turnovers each. At one point, Russ had 10 points, zero assists. He's point guard. 10 points, zero assists. Seven turnovers. It is all hell breaking loose in Los Angeles. One big disappointment. That's not the only story. There's a lot going on in the association. To break it all down, insider for the Athletic and Stadium, ladies and gentlemen, Sham Sharanya. Yo, Pat, you kept saying ordinance. I thought you were talking about the vaccine mandates or something. Okay, let's dive right into it because that is a part of this entire NBA thing as well. The ordinance in New York will allow spectators into the arena who are not vaccinated, but the private sector ruling that New York City has on its companies, employees are not allowed to be unvaccinated and work. Is that an accurate assessment of what's going on? This sounds like a massive hypocrisy happening with the biggest star on the team that is going to go on a run if this ordinance can get figured out. Yeah, you're 100% right, Pat, and that's why the Nets, and there are a lot of people around the league that, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be up in arms because this just seems a little unfair, right? Because on one hand, you're saying that, you know, Kyrie Irving can come to Barclays Center as a spectator after March 7th because the key to NYC mandate is lifted, but there is also a private sector mandate that says that because he's an employee of a private business in the Nets, he's he's under the same types of uh, vaccine mandates that the other employees in New York City that are working in those private businesses are under. So it, it's it's I mean, there's not much more you can say about it. I mean, so it's a rule. Dumb. Even Eric Adams so. has gone on record saying that it doesn't make much sense because, again, visiting players can come into New York City unvaccinated and play. But Kyrie Irving has not been able to all year. And now the main mandate in New York City for vaccination has been the key to NYC. And that's for all indoor gyms, dining centers, indoor entertainments. That's being lifted. But there's still this private sector mandate that's preventing Kyrie Irving from playing in in Barclays Center. And I don't know, I don't know if it'll get lifted. I, I do think that there is it seems inevitable that it will be lifted at some point before oh, the yeah. playoffs start. The playoffs oh. start April 16, April 17. There's kind of a sense around the league that eventually that will get lifted by then. But it won't be, uh, as of right now, it won't be when the March 7th uh, key to NYC mandate is lifted. Well, I'm happy they care for, you know, mm-hmm. about everybody. That's yeah. what all these mandates are for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. It's absolutely to save everybody's life. Yeah, it's you right. know? They're actually saving Kyrie's life because if he was to shoot a basketball not vaccinated in New York – much, much harder to do than get blacked out drunk and watch Kyrie shoot sure. City would That's explode. literally the point that the Nets are making, right? It's like, how can you say that? And that's what, you know, I guess anyone, Nets fans, anyone that has any Humans affiliation with the with Nets or NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying that how can Kyrie Irving literally sit on the bench or sit along along the sideline of a bench or a sideline of a court or somewhere in the, in the stands and, and be there, but he can't play in the game. Oh, and no, so, no, no, I got it. Because if he's playing... He's running. There's a better chance COVID. He's breathing. Because uh, yeah. okay. he's moving around. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's shaking. Whoop. You know, he's it, got it, right. It, it doesn't quite make sense. But again, Eric Adams said today, again, the mayor COVID of New York breaker. City said today, it doesn't make much sense. He also agrees that whoever wrote the rules did a bad job writing the rules. Hmm. But 
it, they're the rules. And for now, Eric Adams is keeping the private mandate in, in, in motion. We'll see if that changes. And I think there's still some optimism that eventually that will be lifted as well. You know, the private mandate, then there's a rippling effect to that as well. So Eric Adams obviously has a lot to figure out. But this is a great thing for him to say. Yeah, that's why I won, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think this makes no sense either. That's why yeah. I, you're currently calling me mayor, Eric Adams, because <laughs> yeah. the it's dumb. Hey, by the way, we ran on this policy being dumb. I like that. Hopefully, they'll get it fixed because that Nets team, hey, they might be able to go on a run. It feels like that Nets uh, Sixers trade. That old Shams broke. Yeah, yeah Shams. Even in the face of everybody saying that ain't happening, Shams. That ain't happening, Shams. Ain't nobody trading anybody. Boom. Ben Simmons out of Philadelphia alongside Seth Curry and others up to the Nets for James Harden, who is now best friends with Joel Embiid in the best He's looking duo. really good. Yeah, Pat, so- he's looking healthy. I don't know if you've ever pulled that stunt, you know, the whole, you know, Miami's a little iffy, and then you go a week later and you're all good. I, have, you, have you pulled that stunt before? So great journalism. I, did pull that stunt I, I actually used to do that on the field. So that was actually my tackling technique. So people and I would be in the open field. I would bait them to the sideline with potential potential injury or just fat slow white and then they would go to the sideline wham i didn't have any injuries you know what i mean that was kind of my move so i'm all about the good ha 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 wham how you doing keep it moving harden did this out of houston remember harden was 400 pounds and then the first day he showed up in brooklyn he was like whatever in the best triple double yeah triple double easy so what is the deal they're both happy with what's going on here nets are better philly's better is that what you're reading yeah, I mean, I, I think both sides are happy that this was the outcome, right? For Brooklyn, they got Ben Simmons, they got Seth Curry, they got Andre. Andre Drummond's been a beast for them already. So that's clearly looking like a great pickup, uh, getting Andre Drummond. A couple of draft picks, that'll be something that they'll utilize down the line. But for, for Brooklyn, it's about getting Ben Simmons right. I report over the weekend, he's been dealing with some back soreness as part of his ramp up. And yeah, so what's that, that all be- about? Hey, what's, everybody thinks he's doing that just to mix, uh, miss the Sixers game March 10th. No. No, it, it's it's he's dealing with a flare up in his back, and that's maybe that you know the Nets are saying that it's something to be expected and it's something that we're just going to treat day to day. But you know there was an expectation that by now he was going to be really on the cusp of his comeback, and that's probably not going to be the case because he had a flare up with his back. I'm told during his ramp up process, and so now he's going to need to strengthen that back area before he can make his return to the floor, and whether that's you know, Pat, with backs, you see Draymond Green. He's been out really the last uh, – I mean, it's going to be about two months uh, here coming up on March 9th. Clay Thompson came back on January 9th. That's the night that Draymond Green literally played seven seconds or nine seconds then had to sit. He hasn't played since. So he's he's just now getting back that back flexibility. He just did some some uh, five-on-oh running, uh, run yesterday. So the back is tricky, and so Ben Simmons, it could take him a few weeks. It could take him a week. It could take him – you never know what the back. And so I think there is hope and optimism that at some point before the regular season, he's going to be back on the floor. But in the meantime, he's going to have to rehab that back. So, yeah, from the Nets standpoint, is just getting Ben Simmons back healthy. But but for, for the Sixers, I think what we're seeing right now is the best-case scenario, right? Joel Embiid, James Harden running this pick-and-roll. They've got to be the most dynamic pick-and-roll duo in the league right now. And, and the way that Tyrese Maxey's playing and – this group is playing with a bunch of energy. You know, I've heard from people around the Sixers that the, the energy and the way that James Harden has handled himself as a teammate 
is amazing. And it's really put a lot of, uh, really infused them with a lot of energy for the second half of the season. So I'm curious to see how that uh, unfolds over the course of the season. Before AJ has his question, a couple follow-ups. I saw Ben Simmons learning how to play uh, basketball with Kyle Korver. <laughs> was that how he hurt his back? Was he learning how to shoot for the first time? He's like, oh, you got to lean back a little bit. Was that something that was happening? And how long do you expect that type of stuff to happen? It seems like he was happy and very welcoming to it as well. Yeah, I mean, from everything I've been told, Ben Simmons is happy he's in Brooklyn and his spirits have been up about Brooklyn. As far as, you know, the situation, he's not, it's not like he looked at that as a negative. I think he, he was happy. He was happy to be in Brooklyn. But uh, I'm told, no, the, the, the back flare-ups okay. happened just right. when they were trying to ramp him up in more high-intensity increased individual workouts. And after a couple of them, his back started, you know, fe- feeling a little off. So once that happens, you try to, you know, dial it back down. Make sure the back gets back into full swing. Oh, I think Kyle Culver being there allows to help him uh, hopefully, you know, work on his shooting. And that's what you do with Kyle Culver, who's one of the best shooters of all oh, time. So uh, I think I think, I think think that should be a positive for him down the line. I, Chad, I don't know how much, how much you know about back issues. But, well, uh, I've, I, I, think, I think Simmons was just like, I just normally do this. And yeah, yeah. You guys want me to, oh, my God. I think you guys were going to tell me to shoot. Oh, my oh, God. Like, shoot, you got to bend a little bit. I don't do that. I smack the floor and I do fucking layups. What are we <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be for me. My back's already flaring up. Sorry about it. Go ahead, AJ. Hope he figures it out. Shams, what about uh, out west with the Lakers? I know they lost a tight one last night, but what's the rest of their season look like? <laughs> yeah, They're I don't know. I'll tell you that dead, I, AJ. I, that, that definitely was not a tight one. Um, I, when I look at the Lakers, I look at a team that just – they seem lost. Like, like their identity is lost. They're not really a defensive-minded team. They're not really an offensive-minded team. They try to play small sometimes. They don't have really a lineup or an identity that they can stick with. At the end of the day, as much as people might want to put it on Russell Westbrook or, or might want to put it on Frank Vogel, this is at the end of the day a personnel issue. They, from from you know Russell Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you have those three guys, but how are you surrounding them? Are you surrounding them with youthful players, with guys that can fill roles and play make and defend? You know, I saw I saw the Pelicans. Herb Jones was outrunning that team up and down the floor, and the oh, way yeah. he was playing, they need more guys like that. And so Ingram when you look too. at the end of the yeah. bench. Mm-hmm. Let's say they had signed an Isaiah Hartenstein or a Gary Payton II. They had yeah. an opportunity to sign both of those guys. Gary Payton II playing a critical role in Golden State. Isaiah Hartenstein playing a cl- critical role in Clipperland right now. So they could have had both of those guys. They ended up going with, with older players, DeAndre Jordan, Kent Bazemore, guys like that. So it, it's no knock on them. Those guys all have a role on different teams. But this Lakers team probably need a different type of personnel, and we're seeing that play out over the course of the year. So – LeBron James is playing like he's 27. They just, right now, to me, don't look like they have an identity. Hey, they're saying that uh, this is another booze year for Braun. You know, when his first year when he went to L.A., he was showing (laughs) up with wine in his hand, and then he was letting inbound passes just roll out of bounds, and then he was getting the ball in the middle of the first quarter and just threw it, fuck it, half court, just pulling up, having a fun time. Like, hey, I'm going to have vacation here in L.A. (laughs) I've been to the finals like 100 straight years. I'm a little tired. This team stinks, okay? They got no idea what they're doing. I'm here. I'm going to show up with a little wine. But he became like – Super duper, uh, why no? Con- yeah, connoisseur. Oh, Samaye. Samaye. I mean, even if the team is bad, he, I mean, he's still playing for a record, though. He, sure. He's 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 in position to tie uh, past Kareem Abdul Jabbar's scoring title. Hey, uh, let's go get it, Braun. Let's go, so, dude. I'm just saying, LeBron's still looking like he's spry. I don't think this is a LeBron. We like, don't think so. LeBron either. hasn't played up to par. So, what do you do at that's that point? Bad. You gotta, they, they're gonna have to retool this summer, bring in the right pieces. 
this team needs a roster turnover if they're going to compete. Next For, Vogel's dead too, right? He wants out of there, but he doesn't want to resign because he won't get paid unless they fire him. Is that? He, I just watched a clip. Uh, they were down thirty. They showed his face. Ugh, he didn't look happy. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's it's a rough go. It's a rough go for everyone. I I, I listen. Th- I don't know his status at this point. You got to ride this out. Uh, to in, to me, you know, for the rest of the season, this is clearly the hand that they've been dealt. I don't think that their solution is going to be on the bench. You know, let's say you do make a coaching change. Um, you know, is that is the answer on the bench? I, I I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Well, this isn't the card they were dealt, right? They actually picked these cards. Yeah, yes. right. That's the thing about their style of poker. <laughs> they could have made changes during the during the season. Obviously, they decided to keep the status quo. They other teams were asking for their assets, first round picks, second round picks. They didn't want to give the, give up those assets because. Clearly, I don't know if this team this season was going to be salvageable. So do you give up assets for the future oh. for a team that might not have it? Or do you save that for the offseason when you can really turn over the rock? I'm excited to watch LeBron come back. Yeah. yeah you know, next year, I'm excited for another run out there in L.A. Uh, we have Sean Sharania joining us, the insider for your insider in the basketball world. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Sean, over the weekend, there was a disgusting float in uh, New Orleans of uh, Zion, I believe, as someone uh, made it. And, you know, it was very much uh, yeah. kind of pertaining to his weight. Uh, have you talked to his camp? And because of this, is there no chance he goes back to New Orleans? Yeah, I, I honestly didn't even see that. I think I saw a tweet about it. Didn't we'll send it to you right it. now. It is bad. <laughs> it is yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. I, listen, there's a lot of stuff floating around Zion right now. It's a big float. I, there's, yeah. there's, what, 20 games left in the season. I, I haven't gotten any type of a sense that, yeah, he's his return is imminent. So if that's the case with 20 games left, like, I, I don't know what window there would need to be, you know, obviously a great turnaround in his health. Uh, but as far as – I'm told that he's still getting his normal day-to-day workouts in. He's he's supposedly feeling good. And so I, I don't know if that means he's going to come back, whether he'll need another procedure down the line or what. But so He's working uh, out? He's, his, my, his foot's good? He's shooting? He's practicing? Why won't they play him? He doesn't want to play? To my knowledge, he has. I don't know if it's, it's you know, in the last few days, but as of a couple of weeks ago, he was, you know, doing some stuff on the court. The question is, is it enough for him to ramp up to actually play? Clearly, it's not to that point because he hasn't even been back in New Orleans. He's still working out in Portland. Oh, oh he's in Portland. What? He's in Portland, Portland, Oregon. What? Nobody works what? out in Portland, Oregon. What does that even mean? Work, oh. Working out, you know. I mean, th- there's there's a lot in Portland, Pat. There's, you know, it's 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 a it's a good day in Portland, and uh, you know, Nike Jordan based on in Portland. <laughs> they, they sponsor Zion, yeah. so um, you, you know, math. a lot going on in Portland. Fresh fish, exactly. Have some good dinner. What? There's like an entire what, there's like workout campuses in like Arizona, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miami, I guess you can't get Los farther Florida, away from New Orleans than, than Portland. Portland. Why didn't you go to, to, <laughs> why go to Saskatchewan? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah there's there some go. good workout places yeah. in Saskatchewan, I think. Jeez, what the hell? <clears throat> See, he don't want to play for the Pelicans. Is that what you think? Is that what's going on here? He wants out of there. I, I haven't gotten that sense. No, I mean he's he's a rookie scale contract. His body's not right. If his body and his foot aren't right, he can't play. And so I, I haven't gotten the sense that Zion's just milking this just to sit the season. I think if he could play, he would play. He's a he, he does love the game from everything I'm told. He does want to play. He physically cannot play. And so that uh that that is a is a deterrent to I'll tell you what New Orleans. do you know the name of the person up in Portland we should give them love because if somebody's traveling all the way to Portland to train with them wherever they are yeah. we should give them do you know the name of the training I, I do not know the name of the trainer uh, but he does have a trainer that's working with him well congrats hey turns out on around up there in Portland yeah. maybe yeah. you want to Portland by the way to get rid of everything yeah hey listen we're gonna have some Timbers games well, yeah get away you know 
Yeah. That is, that Cleanse the soul. Play with Lillard. Big I mean, t- we live in Indianapolis, t- so I, I guess we can't really bash anybody. But whenever you hear Zion Williamson is not with the team in New Orleans, he's training. You immediately go, oh, he must be in L.A., Phoenix. He must yeah. be in Florida right. or something like that. Maybe in New Orleans somewhere. Yeah. No, he's in Portland. That's jarring. Yeah, I, that came out of nowhere for me. I might be out of the loop, but that's all me. Go ahead, Tone. Shams, I was looking at some of the odds for the Western and NBA Finals, and I saw something interesting. The Denver Nuggets have some pretty long odds to win these. Are they going to get uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back with Jokic? That, like, I mean, that's interesting. That's, yeah, it, it's it's on track to where Michael Porter Jr. should be able to return before even this month is out. Um, and what, what the, the, the fascinating part about that is, the, the doctors at the time when he had the back surgery a few months ago felt that he'd missed the season. The NBA doctors ruled that he was probably going to miss the season. They granted an exception, a, disab- a disabled player exception to the Denver Nuggets, which means that they've deemed that the player in terms of Michael Borgina would likely be out through June. And so the fact that he's on the cusp of a possible return uh, speaks to just the way that he's been able to rehab that back. And so from everything I've been told, he the, the ramp up is about to start for Michael Porter Jr. Jamal Murray is a more interesting situation. He had that ACL surgery uh, a year, you know, in April of 2021. So usually those ACLs can be 12 months. So Jamal Murray has been ahead of schedule, but I know he wants to come back at 100% health. So I don't think he just comes back at 90, 95. And if there's any inkling that he's not going to be himself, given the load that he's going to have to carry behind. Nikola Jokic, I think he does try to come back at 100%. So will that happen for the playoffs or out? We'll see. Big load. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw Jokic make a pass on some clip the other night when he went like this. Oh, and yeah. The, the guy had the – Back in MVP race. DeMarcus oh, yeah. Cousins balling out too. So Hey, that dude had the nerve to miss that shot. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> After that it. pass, can't. Can't do it. Can't. Can't. That ball has to go in bucket. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's game winner. That is that – is, that, is, that has – no look pass yes. from a giant, just like this. Dime. That ball's got to fall, Shams. I agree. I would have hit it. So, you know. Hey, I, oh. hey, I actually saw a picture of you, I think, for something where you were crossing somebody up. Look, Hey, you look super cool, dude. You look I, super I, I cool. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my Pat McAfee on. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best here. How's so, your game? You know. Uh, you know, I, I used to be, I used to be playing, I used to play a lot. You know, my, my, my five on five has, has decreased over time. I'm just, I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm always on my phone. It's tough to be on your phone and play at the same time. I wish there was a way to do it. Uh, you know, Neuralink. microchips or something in my, in my head it might be a thing down the line, but, uh, uh, no, I feel like, I feel like I can play. I feel like you know I can shoot. I can I can handle the ball. I can get a ten day. So you're saying in an insider's game, in a media game, Shams, all right, we're okay. We're gonna handle ourselves. Okay. I think I hold my own a little bit. I think That's, I hold my own. Yeah, it's crazy because in high school all you cared about was what lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now look at you. Now you're the insider. The insider's got game, dude. Pretty Blue. sweet. Hey, let's go, Shams. Let's go, Shams. Shams. Fucking love lunch. This guy. One on one versus Woj. Can't wait for the pay Hey, you and Woj. One on one. One of you. Whoever wins, you know, gets to do trade deadline day. Yeah. yeah. The other guy gets their account suspended for 72 hours. <laughs> no. Wow. Man, I'm just trying to get out of retirement right now. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play. So if you know a run going on right now, Pat, let me know. Hey, sweet lingo there, dude. Go ahead, Ty. Shams, you mentioned what. The Lakers are going to do basically just clean house this offseason. We've heard the reports of LeBron wanting Sam Presti in there. Is he going to basically just do the exact same thing he did this year, where like he doesn't like Palenka, so he gets rid of him, brings in some other figurehead, and he's still just going to handpick who he wants to play with next year? Like is Anthony Davis still going to be there, or is LeBron going to take a more passive role in the offseason? You think? 
I mean, listen, I, I don't know if it's a guarantee that there's just going to be an overhaul, with, you know, with the Lakers. Ropling is obviously a guy that has more years left on his deal. And so, um, I, I, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, the organization, they all wanted Russell Westbrook. So it's not like you can put that all on, on the organization. I think there's going to be some shared responsibility there. And I think there has been. So now it's just about how can you retool this team better? And I'm sure they're going to get back in the war room again this summer and try to figure out a way to put the right pieces around those guys. I, I, I don't know if there's going to be a full, uh, full, full overhaul there. Hey, thank you, Shams. We appreciate the hell out of you, pal. You're the best. Any news that you guys have me? Any who's winning the uh, championship? (laughs) I I have no idea, but I think there's probably like seven, eight teams that have a shot this year, which makes it fun. Damn. Oh, it does make it fun. A lot of parody, huh? Uh Yeah. Just like college basketball. I mean, Rostin came on, gave us his uh, three of the top four. They all lost the next day. Don't put yourself in a corner like that. That's smart. Ladies and gentlemen, from the athletic in the stadium, Sham Sharani. Thank you, buddy. Hey, basketball's happening. AJ, did you watch? I saw a little bit of uh, Steph Curry last night looking good. They ended up winning the game, didn't they? No, they lost. Yeah. Okay, Steph looked pretty good. The parts I saw. Well, he looked good in the warm-up is what you're talking about. I think he put on one of the greatest shooting performances I've ever seen in warm-ups. Started and ended with ridiculous throws up into the sky that just so happened to go in. Yeah, they end up losing to Dallas. Dallas was done. And they came back. Luka got hot late. Yeah. I mean, they were down like 20, I think. They was. were up a lot. Yeah, when I saw they were rolling, I believe, the beginning of the second half, like Steph was on fire, like just assist, like not as much shooting, but just like facilitating everything. So then completely flipped that because when I turned the game on, there was a 16-1 run that Dallas was on, and then I think it went to 19-1. 21. It, it ended, yeah, 21-3 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they went Damn. on. They completely flipped it. Luka Crazy. Was, yeah, it was banana lane. And they weren't even making free throws. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors looked like there was an actual plastic thing on their bucket <laughs> as Dallas was going down the other end. It was... It was wild. The NBA happens. Uh, obviously, we're going to chat about it as we get closer to the playoffs because it's sports. Hey, balls. Hell yeah. Yeah, ball sports. Can't wait. We're talking. Oh, yeah. Dana White will be here in about okay. 20 minutes. Hell There's yeah. a big-time fight going on this weekend. Covington, Masvidal, they don't like each other. It's uh-huh. personal. That's personal. Is Dana in, in person? No, no. He's, hmm. he's on Facebook. Oh, stuff. you made it sound like he was going to be there. No, both no. in the same week, though. Yeah. Dana and Vince, that's pretty big in the same week, I think. It's I, I, mean, I would say that's gigantic. Yeah, it's awesome. Vince will be here, though. Yeah. yeah. That was wild when I heard that, by the way. Hey, Vince, when was the first time you heard it? Hey, Vince, you ever think about coming on my show? I'd love it. You know, like, I'd be very, I'd be very thankful to have the honor of having a conversation because his interviews have not gone well with people yeah. outside of the WWE. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if you saw Brock came on. Was awesome. I think people said, "Hey, pretty, if you ever want to come on, man, I'd be uh, we'd be very we'd be very honored." Oh yeah. So then I get a follow up from somebody. It's like uh, Vince mentioned something about coming on your show. When is it? How is like you know this whole thing? I'm like, ah, we just need like a FaceTime or a Skype or whatever. We go live every day, twelve, three thirty, or whatever the case is. And then I get text back like an hour later. It's like Vince wants to be in studio. How's that happen? I'm like. I guess Vince just comes. Fly Mount Dandy. I guess he just Locked comes in, in serious. They're like, is that a problem? Is that a problem? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, awesome. So Vince is flying in for the fucking interview. And I was like, he does not have to. Like, Brock was here because Brock had Raw here. So he was in town. Do not feel obligated. We do it. He's like, no, Vince wants to. He's very excited for this or something like that. I'm like, all right. Hell yeah. Now we Can't go. wait. Let's start cleaning up the fucking office. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Vince McMahon's coming in here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and mop some stuff here if we could. Uh, Don't let him use that bathroom. It's glorious. Hopefully right? he's yeah. like the president and they bring he brings his own with him. Does that happen? 
bathroom. I've heard that. That's rumored that, yeah, Obama, like in the, or every president in their motorcade, there's like a, a toilet somewhere. That's awesome. Well, in a motorcade, it makes sense. Yeah. Just yeah. Case you're trapped in a car. Yeah. Well, there's one around. guy, he carries the nuclear football suitcase, mm-hmm. and then another guy carries another suitcase, and if you open that up, it is a little squatty potty in there. Nice. That's sweet. Shout nice. out. So two different people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, yeah. smart. Yeah, the mm-hmm. nuke the nuke one. And by it the takes way, everyone. That got brought up this weekend. My God. Oh, yeah. Still is. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. this morning there was another one. Oh, no. Oh, let's just keep talking sports. Let's keep talking sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ghost is up to 10, by the way. I just want to put that out there before we get off of that. Had a baby. Looking for the first ever undefeated war. Officially an ace. Guy's got a double. Guy's got a double, double. Dude, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. His eye, he sees things in slow motion when he's up there. You know how how in the world where it's getting faster, he's flying 500, 600 miles an hour, they say the ghost, everything slows down. Yeah. Yeah, he's shaping shots, too. Yeah, he's throwing shots like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, curving the bullets. (laughs) In the movie. Mm -hmm. Fucking ghost. Go on out there. Here we go, ghost. Klitschko brothers, I seen them in fatigues with some guns. Lomachenko, I saw him in a fatigue with some guns and a good beard. All right. Fuck a lot of Molotov cocktails oh, being made over there. So many. Uh-huh. Weapons getting sent in. This is the world we're living in right now. This is wild. This is crazy. Something to think about whenever everything else in your life is maybe going on. It's a, quite a quick perspective putter. Like, hey, this is actually happening in the world that we live. One plane away, if we wanted to. Just go ahead and, yep. you know, just uh-huh. be a long flight. Probably yeah. would have to take some sort of sleeping device, but then you would right. wake up. <laughs> Boom! You're right in the middle of it. That's yep. happening on the word we're in. Hope everybody's okay. T's and P's for everybody. And uh, fucking ghost. Let's go. Here we go, go, ghost. We need go. you. Uh, before we get to a break, AJ, we have to talk about uh, the American dream, the true underdog story of uh, Kurt Warner. Your thoughts? You watched it this weekend, you said? Is that accurate? I did. I started watching it last night, finished it this morning, and I have to say I feel like those screen grabs that you guys showed me did not do the movie justice. The screen grabs make it look like a cheesy, corny movie that doesn't look good. In reality, I'm with Ty and Nick on this one. That thing is almost a masterpiece. Zach Hell Levi, yeah. Anna Paquin, both great actors, too. Master. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, is that what you thought? So I had a little different thoughts. What did you think about it? I've never watched a movie come from that category of movie before. That's What's the, first- the category? That's a Hallmark? Yeah. Hallmark. It's yeah, like a Hallmark movie? Yeah, like corny, corny, like it's a corny might be the word you're looking you for. What's that? Gump. Corny? No, Gump, no. you haven't Come on, you won't watch it. Gump, you've been doing real pause. 38, 12, and yeah. 2, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Pick me up Friday. Hey, yeah. Gumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you, dude. March Madness footy. Hey, yeah. Yeah. There's no need for that burial of a very good human, Kurt Warner, okay? But I'm an hour and 12 minutes into that thing, and I haven't seen a fucking football thrown yet, okay? And it's a two-hour movie. Let's figure I don't know why it was being marketed on NFL Network. Now, granted, he is on NFL Network, but it should have came with a clause. Everybody should have said, hey, this movie is incredible. It will touch you right in your feels. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. There is a lot of that. But also, this is not a football movie. No. no. You need to know this is not a football movie. I thought I was signing up for, like, Remember the Titans, you know? I thought I was signing up for, you know, maybe blue varsity blues. Yeah. I didn't know that I was signing up. Maybe the program. I was signing up for a movie I'd never seen before. I've never there was numerous times where I took screenshots. We're 35 minutes into this thing. We're 40 some minutes into this thing. We're an hour and 12 minutes into this thing. And I don't want to give anything away, but I mean there was a lot of like, oh, this is not what I thought it was gonna be at all. Yeah. Great story, though. Great story. Great story. That's why I need the Kurt Warner documentary. 
Because yes. I was too young for all this. I didn't know he was such a great guy and an incredible story, so I want the doc. Shut up, Fox. You bashed the movie. You said oh. it was the worst thing you've ever no, seen. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah, no, no, you, no. Did. you did. I was like, Pat, I just never seen a Hallmark movie. I need the documentary side. No, you're yeah. a scumbag. And I was set up by some people. You know, I was kind of warned by you guys, like, hey, this is not a great film, per se. Whoa, 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 whoa. Actually, Who said that? Who yeah. said that? But Gumpy. Uh, but I actually. I actually did enjoy Like, the last half hour saved the movie. That's like, what I'm saying. 47 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was all good. I thought 40... it was all good. The no, crazy. no, Packers for life. I mean, there was a few lines. Yeah. Stay in the pocket, Kurt. Yeah, that really just had no he got business. Hit. He got sacked 39 times in one practice. Yeah, and yeah. who else? One of his friends were signed up for him. Like, all right, this is telling me a lot. I think actually, you know. But also, I mean, it's the movie. Yeah, and he's a great dancer. I didn't know he is. Kurt as good a dancer as Zach Levi. Who oh hell yeah! Him? I don't know. Probably about better. That. All right. Let's get to a break. He was a bad dancer. He had to learn how to dance. All you need to know is it's not a football movie. No. And if you're a sports yeah. doofus who never saw a Disney movie growing up, it probably doesn't sign up for many other movies outside of your comedy sports world. Yeah. It will take you by surprise. Mm -hmm. Like, what is this? How about him torching Ray Lewis, though? Oh, I love that. He's guy. a great guy, too. Can't be lost in this. Great. Unbelievable. I game. thought it was good casting, too, though. Honestly, I feel like that guy kind of looks like him. I feel like his mm -hmm. on-field play. Like, they had some big hits. Do those guys really take those collisions? They really getting hit that hard? I mean, he I was in four so. minutes, dude. All right, listen. So. Enough with your... I'm, I'm oh, how serious, about that man. Lakers game last night? It was a tight one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was different. No, I'm talking about how, the movie. Hey, real quick. How about I that grab? It. How about that grab in Arena League, I think? It was an Arena League. The guy caught... It was like a fingertip yeah. grab. Oh, yeah. Flip. Yep. I was like, God, this is what I signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is what I'm here for. You're right. You're 100% right. There was some great actual action. But, man, him and his wife have a special type of love that I'm mm -hmm. happy I got to learn all about. Some of the lines. Yeah. I mean, feel that's good. The thing. Feel good story. It's a Hallmark story. Yeah. yeah. Talk at the heartstrings. Maybe true underdog country story. music right. isn't that bad. Like, there are a few lines that just... That was hilarious. Just, what the fuck are you talking about? No, it was supposed to be like yeah, a very meaningful up. line. It wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be Why a funny line. Why don't you be line. an adult? I am. I'm trying to be. That's why I'm trying to fairly grade this film. But it was a good film. Just probably take out half of the dialogue in it. And no, then, come then on. <laughs> she just spit in Kurt's face. No, You're a no. Guy, not, not at all. And his wife. Yeah, no, and Z-Man. And Z-Man. No, Brenda, oh. Brenda is a fantastic hey, man. Z-Man. Absolutely love Z-Man. Yeah, legend. All right, we're back in four minutes. Are you telling others to watch it? Yeah, anyone that asks, of course. I'm like, I think it's know. A, I, tr his story truly is a true underdog story. The the way that he came into the league and the fact that he went in there as a Hall of Famer and won a Super Bowl. Like, are you kidding me? Amazing story. Yeah. That being said, this is not a football movie. No. This is a, this is a Hallmark Love program. Yes, and the documentary to Foxy's point is going to be unbelievable someday. I agree. Love Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, Isaac Kurt. Bruce also. What a guy. What a guy. Great guy. You're good. Mm -hmm. AJ, I don't know if you know. You know. You know. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. I think they're a little... Keep them on. Huh? You're going to keep them on, right, for Dana? Well, this is actually how I look. What do you mean, keep them on? Yeah, that's what I wear every day. Yeah, yeah. take them off. You didn't notice? That's what I wear every day, man. I would observant. love to drive by you in your new car and see you at a stoplight with, with those on. Well, this is like the cauliflower here. You know, you see somebody with these on, you don't fuck nope. with them. You yeah. see somebody no with cauliflower here, you don't fuck with them. It's pretty easy. I'm just trying to give warning signs out. These two right mm. here are certified 
fucking weapons. I'll smack you in the mouth if I got to come on the inside, but if you eat one of those, pow, it's over for you. And I, I think that is something that it says when I'm on the wheel, you know, driving. Oh, now. yeah. I think it might say the opposite. What? What does that mean? If I put my affliction yeah. pants on, you hear me? <laughs> if I put my affliction pants on, I got my belt buckle on, what? maybe same shirts I wear all the time, and then these two fucking things right here, you don't think that says, bow, that's not a guy to mess. Even though I ain't got the cauliflower here, bang, that's not a dude I want to fuck with. You don't think people are saying it? I think so, dude. They know these things right. are flown around. Mm-hmm. If I see you shadow boxing at stoplights, yeah, you're right. I, I probably wouldn't say anything to you. Oh, imagine me. Oh. <laughs> imagine, me, imagine me getting out of my car at every red light getting out of my car gotta keep the heart rate up guys get some reps in awesome that would be fucking yeah. sweet I shooting for f- fake takedowns yeah. <laughs> I got you single leg got him there's a yeah. former uh, UFC champion that may or may not have been on this show before uh-huh. that this past Friday we were walking by each other and I Fucking single leg, you're done. Wow. I already won. And then I just walked away. One nothing, dude. Just see you later. That's going to come back around on me. Did that? Oh, yeah. Did that you get him again? Did that champion accept his fate? Uh, no, he just, he looked at me and I was like, one nothing, dude. And I just kept walking. It, like, he just had to, you know, go about his business. Yeah, right. That's going to come back, though. Mm-hmm. He remember that because I did, I do think I got in there. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, listen, hey, don't get it twisted, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's not going to end well, man. All he's got to do is he's going to see you come and he's going to throw a knee right to your face. Whoa. Well, Ben Askren, you're talking about massive yeah. doll. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what you're talking about. He could also do the double arm pow right to my back like he did to this table and broke. Oh, yeah. As soon as I get the fuck off of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Break some ribs. But I will say I was part of the linebacker's uh, position um, drills. Run group? Uh, position drills, yeah. Whenever Whenever I was young, the first regime. They let me do, like, practice, you know. I'd play quarterback in the uh, seven-on-seven. I'd play running back in the linebacker drills. I'd be a part of the, you know, the sprawl. Like, hey, the block sprawl thing. I feel like I got that. Playing off off the cut blocks? Yeah. Hey, that was your entire life, huh? You did that every single day. Just went up. Nope. That whole thing. Got to get your feet out. Don't let them get to your feet. I, I'm moving my feet there so quick you can't fucking see yeah. it underneath this thing. I know, I know. I'm I'm co-signing for that. Hey, do you ever think about just bringing a knee right to that person trying to cut you, like uh, like? Yeah, muscle? that'd be a great. I mean, I would love to do that actually. Yeah, what you gotta do is, you know, shoot those feet back. You see that? Let me see. Shoot those feet back. Ooh. He says these. But you gotta do it while you're keep moving though. You gotta keep going down the line. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I might have got you there. <laughs> this is what I got it from my speaker system, dude. I don't want to tell you. This is my Nyjah, uh Houston. Houston's, dude. I'm about to go skater, boys. See, oh, see you later, boy. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. But there's no one I got these on at any time to fuck around. They're autographed by me. This is oh, my first fight. Damn. Fight. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Knockout. <laughs> yeah, you should have seen me. It was at a Lazy Lizard in Morgantown, West Virginia. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was about 2.30 a.m. You know, there's a little bit of something popping off on one of the back bars. I think it was down in the basement. I pulled these right out of my back pocket. Yep. Right on top of the bar, jumped. Ha! Ah! Bang! It was over. And then I was like, all right. They, the security guard says, it's over. Uh-huh. Sign the gloves. Wear them every day. There you no go. No big deal. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? One and oh. Um, joining us Two now. Two and oh now. Well, I mean, with these on. You know what I mean? Quick, dude. Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. shit. Like, I, <laughs> I only saw like one. Yeah. That's well, how, like, one that just keep going. Think, keep think going. About, Let me see. Think about what this son of a bitch oh. yeah. oh. die! You know what I mean? Just I mean, knockout. Yeah. Let alone the sprawl, sprawl technique. I already got You know what I mean? McGregor. You know what I mean? Join us now. I like to fight in virtual reality. 
Okay. In the Oculus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thrill of the fight, mostly because you can't get punched in the mm-hmm. actual face. Right. You don't want to hurt anyone either. Well, also, yeah, who knows what these two things are going to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Joining us now, another Oculus fighter, a man who was a boxing trainer turned business mogul. President of the UFC, massive fight happening this Saturday as Masvidal and Colby Covington finally get a chance to settle some beefs that seem to be very personal. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Yeah, Dana! What's up, dude? What's up, guys? How are you? Hey, you see the lightning in these goddamn gloves, Dana? I don't know. I do, I do. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, this, this is actually a gift from you. I don't know if you know that. You sent me these right before you came on. You know, we're talking to a basketball guy, got the basketball out, you know, super sportsy. Then we're talking football, I got the football out. I figured if I put these gloves on, I'm immediately tougher, you take me more serious. Is that accurate or the opposite? AJ said it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, massive fight this weekend. Obviously, you guys just came out of a great weekend as well. We're listening to Masvidal and Covington talk to each other on Stephen A's world. This is really personal. Like, is this what you like as a promoter when people will get a chance to experience why two dudes hate each other going in there? Or does that not matter to you, you think? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter as much. It's fun when it does happen. You know, it's, it's fun when you get these kind of storylines, narratives, uh, bad blood, hatred, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, it just makes the fight a little bit more exciting. But at the end of the day, the, the problem with some of the with some of the shit talk in fights is sometimes those type of fights don't, li- you know, the shit talk was better than the actual fight. So <laughs> hopefully that's not the case in this one. Dana, where does this one rank between Colby and, and Masvidal when it comes to, like, the animosity between the two? Where does it rank compared to a lot of other fights that you've been a part of? No, it's up there, you know. It's, it's up there with, with, with Jones and, and Cormier. The difference is that these guys actually lived together, trained together, trained out of the same camp, oh. and uh, you get a few of these every once in a while that this happens. Uh, but, yeah, the, 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 and the bottom line is, uh, the, the thing is, too, you can have all the, all the shit talk you want, but you got the number one guy in the world versus the number six guy in the world. So these are real dudes. These are real Real tough guy, so it should be a good fight. Number one dude in the world is Covington. He's hated by, I think, every, he's, he's turned full <laughs> heel at this point, right? Like, he has completely embraced the heel role. And Masvidal is a guy that kind of took over the world. Now, obviously, he was in street fighting way back in the day with Kimbo when we all used to log on to the internet and watch Kimbo just fucking kill people in backyards. What a great time that was. You remember those internet? We'd have to call Dana to get on the internet to watch Kimbo beat the fuck out of somebody. Jorge was doing that. Now he's in the UFC. Uh, When you're putting this fight together with Covington and you just heard about it, you know, some have more animosity than others. Is that something you create as a bookmaker? Like, or as a as a booker, like, hey, we we should have this at this particular time because the NFL's done. There ain't shit to do on a fucking Saturday anymore. Like, do you think about all that, or is it just all happen to line up perfectly for you? No, it, it just lined up timing wise uh, after the Super Bowl. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, Colby Covington's been the number one ranked guy in the world for a while, so he took his his shots at Usman. You know, the reality is, if if Kamaru Usman doesn't exist. Colby Covington is the world champion uh, at 170 pounds. So uh, Masvidal is a bad dude. These guys hate each other. They've been talking for a long time, and now was the time that the fight came together. Uh, Masvidal obviously need Ben Askren's head off. 
five mm-hmm. seconds. Uh-huh. I think it was like this, you know, and that you capitalize on that moment. I think we then went to the baddest motherfucker championship uh-huh. when the rock came out in Madison square garden, I think, and cut the entire promo. When you think about grander marketing, things like that, like the BMF title, should that not be on the line? Do you not think like things like that should be on the line more? Or do you have other titles or ideas for these guys that are incredible, but they happen to live in an Usman world? Or is that not something you think about going forward? Yeah, no, I, I, I do. You know, we did the BMF title. It was a, it was a one-time thing. Um, you know, it was, it was fun when we did it. But, yeah, you're, you're probably right. I probably should make that belt on the line when there isn't a world title fight on the line. Because you... Masvidal has it. Masvidal has the belt. So are we doing that this weekend or what? Is that on Saturday? <laughs> Where's my crew? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we do. <laughs> maybe. How's life, Dana? How's life for you? Incredibly busy. You guys had a fight this past weekend. You got a fight coming up. Are you just working 24-7 and you just love this shit, huh? Yeah, we, we, we've been busy, but it's good, man. Yeah, it's all good. I do love this. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still having as much fun as I do. I might even be having more fun now than I did back in the day. Yeah. Because you're made? Yeah, it's just not as, it's not as stressful as it was back then. You know, we, we didn't know if we're going to make it or we weren't going to make it. I'm pretty sure we're going to make it now. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, at what point? When you guys sold for like $6 billion, Is that when you knew it? Or is there is there? No, a- the, no, to be honest with you, when we sold, that was another hard time that we had to battle through. Um, we sold. We didn't. I, I, they got me to stay. I, uh, we didn't have a TV deal. Fox was done. And uh, we were out there looking for a new TV deal. So it was, it was, that was another hard thing that we had to battle through then here comes covid um we battled through that and i don't know what what, what else is left i think we're we are we have our own arena next door now so i don't give a shit what's next we're good um and and we we got our place set up in abu dhabi we can go there whenever we want to so yeah, there, there isn't too much to stress about anymore. Hey, the hustlers survive when the rest of the world crumbles, you know? And they say it only the work only begins once you get to the top of the mountain. I feel like you took that as a challenge once it sold for $6 billion to let everybody know, no, we fucking are worth more, actually. And then when everybody else was doing their entire thing, I feel like that's what we watched from you. Am I accurate in thinking that? 100%, yeah. And, you know, Ari Emanuel, you know, who, who put up the $4.025 billion, Jeez. Um, <laughs> you know, was counting on, on me and the team to pull this thing off. So, you know, I, I, I was very loyal to the Fertitta brothers and, uh, very loyal to Ari when, when when he made that purchase. So let's talk about when you get to the Fertitta brothers. Obviously, the story is that you were like sleeping in their basement. Now, it must have been a massive fucking basement. I mean, <laughs> they are the Fertittas. But hey, allegedly, you go from Boston to Vegas. You're you're training people. You meet up with Fertittas. You see what the UFC could potentially be, your vision of it. They end up buying it for like a million bucks or something. You guys go all in and invest this thing. You have to trailblaze. You have to get states to okay this. You got to make some rules that maybe the old school UFC see folks don't like but we this will be better for an international appeal now we're in a world where it feels like the old school shit is still a problem in the modern world. this judging situation how do we fix the you you're the only person that can fix the judging situation in all of combat sports this past weekend obviously you guys had your thing going there was a boxing match where a dude had a higher percentage landed higher amount of punches connected higher amount of punches thrown he loses i've heard you bitch about the judges before after fights how do we fix that and what is is that entire process you think yeah it's one of the hardest things to fix actually uh you know you have the states we're regulated by the state the state oversees us make sure that everything is you know is a, a a fair playing field and 
you know, I, I can't overrule them. Believe me, I think you remember back in the day when I used to go crazy over Mazzagotti because he was such a bad ref. At that point in time, the, 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 the Nevada State Athletic Commission is the strongest commission in, 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 in the world. And at that point in time, they were the weakest. And um, it, it was very frustrating for us. But, you know, all you can do is offer assistance in training these guys better. And, you know, but they're always – listen – the NFL don't always make the greatest uh, calls. The NBA doesn't make the greatest calls. You're always going to have bad officiating. It's always going to happen. It's such a fascinating world, too, because, I, I mean, I think you were the first promoter that publicly, and you said you used to lose your mind. I think you are the first guy, and I think it's because you're self-made and work in your own world, so you can do whatever you want. You're kind of setting the example of what you get to act like, that, which is awesome, first of all. that That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> really? Back then when I was going crazy on the athletic commission, I was home on a Sunday morning after a fight and my phone rang and it was the governor of Nevada. And he basically, me and him had like one of those, he's like, you ever fucking talk shit about the state of Nevada like that again and I'll pull your license. Hey, and did you you'll, put you'll these on? You'll never promote another fight again in this and this, no, I said, uh, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, good business. Go ahead, Ty. Dana, you've kind of told us about like the matchmaking process in the past, but when you have these events damn near every weekend and you have to fill up these cards and make sure that, like, do you ever get anxiety or feel like an extra amount of pressure where it's like, shit, I got to deliver an unbelievable show week in, week out for everybody? Um, no, I mean, yes, the, the night of the fight, you get some of that, but I mean, we're at a point now where I always say we're the bells and whistles guys. We go in, we sell the fight, we tell you why you need to watch the fight, we sell tickets, we sell pay-per-views, and then once that gate door closes on Saturday night, it's out of our hands and it's up to the fighters. And, and the beautiful thing about this sport is, over the last 20 years, these kids have delivered every... I mean, tell me, tell me the last shitty... UFC event you saw. I mean, it's it's just we're on a run right now that's unbelievable. Could you imagine if I would have just said, "Well, <laughs> like right there, yeah. like Dana, two weeks ago." Yeah. <laughs> it has been Dude. an incredible run, though, because I think guys understand it more now, and ladies obviously they understand from the content game. It feels like, and this is going to get a little inside baseball, but back in the day, the wrestlers, all the wrestlers, were natural hustlers. Okay, so they were selling their own shit. They were creating their own stories. They were doing their own thing. They were driving town to town. It feels like the UFC guys and the mixed martial arts guys, they understand, like Sugar Sean says, like, I'm putting on a performance in there. Like, you hear these guys, it feels like they know what would make it best for UFC. And at this point, you have to feel great about that, that that is kind of the stable of fighters you have that know you've got to go out there and almost put on a show and want to put on a show, right? Yeah, I think it's gotten to the point now where they know... Um you know, to stay here and, and have any type of career here, you got to deliver. Those match bonuses and knockout bonuses and all those things, who makes those decisions? Strictly you or you guys have a board, a council? Yeah, there's there's uh, three of us, after, uh, four of us after the fight that we get together and argue over it sometimes, and sometimes we all agree, and, and uh, we determine who gets them. I mean, Masvidal and Covington have a chance to set up for a lot here. Go ahead, yeah. AJ. Dan, you mentioned something about like the judges, and obviously you can't really do a whole lot. You say we'll we'll try to train them or help out how we can. How can you help? Like, and who is training these judges? So what you do is so what we would do is we've done this many times. We'll put up the money to uh, you know to, to host uh, the judges, and they'll they'll watch films. 
you know, and, and but it's the head of the athletic commission that oversees the whole thing, and they'll watch films. We'll set it up so that uh, you know all, all the fights are are, are available, and and we'll bring in the projector or whatever you need to do to make it happen and uh, feed them and. And, and and make a whole day out of it. Are there fighters in there, with, like watching it with them to try to explain what they're seeing? Like, how, how does that work? No, no, it's 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 the head of the athletic commission. The, the, the guy who runs the athletic commission knows what the rules are. Knows what you know. It's like, and and here's here's part of the problem. I I had uh, one of the trainers come over to me the other day during the ultimate the ultimate fighter is filming right now, and one of the fights happened, awesome. and he <laughs> thought that the fight that that one of the rounds was a 10-8 round. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? A 10-8 round is when somebody just gets their ass whooped for five minutes, and, and, and there's times where you think, God, they should stop this fight. That's a 10-8 round to me. So lots of different people have different ideas of what, you know, what they're looking at and what they think a 10-8 or a 10-7 uh, round should be. All right, so you have Ultimate Fighter still happening. You had Fight Night happening over the weekend. Now you have a big fight. Are you at every event? Are you still doing everything? And are you still plugged into basically all that's going on in the UFC? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's awesome. At the Ultimate yeah. Fighter, you're pissed at a judge. That's yeah. awesome. You got Covington. <laughs> you got Covington and Masvidal coming up in a sold-out T-Mobile play in Las Vegas. You had a fight night on ESPN+. Plus. There's always potential streaming shit. There's always platform stuff. There's always deals you have to be a part of. And you're in there at the Ultimate Fighter for a round telling a judge, what? The, can't have it. <laughs> can't have it. I love it, man. I ask, Have you always been this way? Or are you thinking... <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, listen, I've been working since I was since I was nineteen. I've been in this business, and uh, I love it. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Imagine if you just fucking, you know what I mean? Put these bad boys on one time. You still doing the Oculus? You still fighting and working out? You got fucking Friday. I love the, so I've been working out, but I've been lifting weights. I, I need to get back into the Oculus. I, I love the Oculus. Have you, did you try it? Yes, I tried before you, Dane. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> say I was on this before you. But I was in the thrill of the fight. It's the best, isn't it? I'm knocking these dudes out. Oh, and then you're drenched, drenched in sweat afterwards. It's so true, man. You. I, I literally set uh, the ours up in the gym so you can make that part of your cardio workout. It's incredible. Yeah, it's a smart move. I've seen your office, too. The fact you can set up. <laughs> hey, you've done good, Dana. Yeah. Good. Go ahead, Tone. Dana, i got to ask you something because it's been bothering me for a while. One of your fucking Fridays, you made a pickle pizza, and you said, yeah. I hate fucking lemon, and then you put lemon on your pizza. Why did you no, do no, that? No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't hate lemon. I didn't like the lemon. They, they, they had too much lemon on the pizza. Oh, okay. With the pickles, it was good. But they put too much lemon on the so the lemon was too strong for the pizza. Hey, fuck it, Friday. You say ten thousand calories or more? <laughs> oh man, I we we what, we we just did a fucking uh, uh, In and Out burger, fried oh, fried In and Out oh, burger. Wow, come on. Yeah, it's it's bro. It's, that, it, it's watching good, but you it's bad. watching you take a big ass bite into this random. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually. Almost choked on that donut. The donut, oh, yeah, the donut yeah, yeah. almost killed you. I thought we lost the Dana. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. we lost the Dana. Well, 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 the problem with that one was it had a shitload of peanut butter in it, which immediately dries your mouth up. And it had gummy worms. You know, any gummy anything, you got to chew for 10 minutes before you swallow it. Yeah. That feels like a fucking Friday went wrong there. That feels like yeah. that recipe yeah. was made for disaster. What's next for you, Dana? Do you ever get to think about the future? I know you're so dialed into right now, but what about the UFC? Is there any anything else other than just killing it every single week and putting together great cards? 
Well, I, you know, once the world starts to, every time I say the world gets back to normal, the world gets crazy. Well, crazy do we beat COVID? You think we, we beat COVID? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we did. Nobody's talking about COVID anymore. It'll pop up again. It'll pop up again. But I, I want to go to Africa. I want to do a fight in Africa. That's that's my big, my big. Uh, you know, I got to do it before the end of my career. How would that be like uh, outside, inside, or re- like what are you thinking whenever you think about the arena or the setup? I. I I don't like outside at all unless you're in a place that like Abu Dhabi where it's absolutely positively not going to rain. Um, oh, yes, but, uh, you know, the, ra- the rain scares me and the wind scares me. Any, any type of elements outside that could affect the outcome of the fight, I don't like. Well, we appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. I assume we're a part of, uh, you know, being a distraction for your business having success. So we appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having me, boys. It's hey, hold fun. on, hold on. You're wearing a Tom Brady shirt. He's allegedly potentially getting into investing, like maybe being a minority owner of the Dolphins. It's all being floated out. Do you talk business with anybody like him or do you guys did all just like mentorship or anything like that? I talked to him yesterday, but we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about any of that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, we, we only text. So, so I, I, I've sort of left him alone since uh, his retirement, let him spend some time with his family. You know, I'm sure everybody and their mother's blowing them up. So we talked yesterday, but not about stuff like that. How about like whenever you talk about the Full Send podcast and those guys? How many did they sell? They sell they like 25 million in yep. like 10 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. With the metaverse and Ethereum. And I think you were on the Full Send podcast. And they killed were talk- it. Yeah, yeah, killed Absolutely. And they're talking about maybe you having a fight in the metaverse or anything like that. That's something you have to think about now at this day, though, right? Like you have to figure out how you're going to go about doing it all? We're working on it right now. We're actually working on that. Yep. Who's, are you getting in there in the metaverse? You strapping that fucking Oculus on and going in the war? Sounds like it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Dana White. Thank you, man. Hey, Dana! How's Bitcoin doing? Do we know? Uh, I think it's Let's still see. down compared to what it was earlier. Well, that's the interesting thing, but it's uh, up compared to what it was like previous a year yeah. 40, 41,000. So is that like 20-something, right, whenever the whole world kind of heard about it, and then it went sure. all the way up to like 50, 60? Yeah, mm-hmm. 60. And then it, now, it came down to 30. Everybody's like, it's dead, it's dead, it's dead. Now it's back up to 40. Who knows what's going on out there? What is going on with that thing? What, what is, is going, going on, on with that yeah. thing? No one knows. What's going on with that thing, AJ? I don't know. I mean, from what people say, it has to go up, right? Well, well no, it doesn't because it – it did come down a couple times. Could it get taken over by, like, you know, another crypto? Yeah. Ethereum or one of those? Well, Ethereum Doge. Ethereum yeah. tried its best. Well, I don't know if Doge ever. That dog is cute, and it is going to the moon. But I, I think that might, be, uh, that might be done. The thought of Ethereum, though, getting in with the metaverse, which is through the uh, Nelk Boys with Full Send, that seems like that's going to be a move. But everybody just assumes Zuck is going to create his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zuck. Bitcoin. That guy scares me, so let's not buy that one. He does seem to have the most, uh, like, oh, what's up with that guy? About a lot of people, yeah. you know? Right. Wow. He, drinks, he drinks water out of a glass, very, you know, normal. I can relate. <laughs> he just has barbecue sauce sitting on his mantle. Yeah. AJ. What? I love that you just go with such a, such a direct, and I knew exactly what you were speaking of as soon as, mm-hmm. as, soon as you're saying it. But that was what you saw, you judge, and you said, oh, that guy's not a human. Is that, is that what happened? Is I just... No, actually, I mean, yeah, seeing that clip, you would think that. But I actually just listened to Zuck. He did a podcast with Lex Friedman. I listened to some of it because I, wanted, I was surprised I hadn't seen Zuck out there really talking. It was a couple hours long. I haven't listened to all of it, but 
He tries to be a human in it, I think. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear how human he is. Will <laughs> Which you please? he is. He sounds actually, he sounds more human than he looks drinking water. Well, you... <laughs> he was also being questioned, obviously. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Interrogated about his entire, you know, world. He is smarter than everybody in the room about what he's talking about. And uh, he's also trying to stay out of jail, probably. I mean, there's a lot. Maybe that's why he drank his water awkwardly, but... I mean, as the world continues to go, Zuck is going to be a part of a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This metaverse thing. Hey. Pretty pretty big, huh? Could be huge. I guess. I those Nelk boys made like 20-some million. Sheesh. Were they selling NFTs? What were they doing? They're selling passes into their area in the uh, in the metaverse. Yep. Okay. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. It's awesome. Like VIP passes? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Fast passes? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a full oh, that's like you and Fogel. Fogel tried to get you into the VIP section of that bar. <laughs> All right. Right? Bit You're always wrong with that. Let's go to the phones. Oh, okay, my bad. Guy Fieri tried to get you in, and Fogel oh, said, no, don't let still him. Still wrong. That's interesting. I mean, two very similar situations where we were in VIP areas of clubs, and said dudes were in different areas of the VIP area center. You know what I mean? I had I had my own area. They have their area, normally bigger, both of them, bigger area than my area. Then I get invited into their areas. One says, I'll make you famous. The other says, I'm a subway guy. <laughs> Hey, bro, you're pretty gangster. I'll make you famous. He did just put a camera on me immediately. <laughs> Flashlight on. Dance. Dance. It's a good song, you know. I gave it to him. You know, hey, 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 how's your family guy? Hey, hey, hey. How about a pow and a pang? That's you right now. Right. Gangster. <laughs> Is he the pow? I thought that was that. I don't world. think that's him. Yeah, yeah. It was probably pretty disrespectful what it did. <laughs> probably why the video never yep. made, made it out. It never got famous. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Hell of a party, though. Hell of a party. He was very nice to us the rest of the way, wasn't he? Nick? I mean, Nick, he was very nice to all of us. Was he? Yeah. You got a very different definition of nice, I think. Uh, Nick doesn't like Guy Fieri. And I don't know. I like like Guy. Do you know him personally? Yeah, I've been around him a few times, different things. Like him? Super nice guy, always. Very, always wants to cook and have you try the food that he's been making and different oh, things yeah it sounds nice like a guy. good guy. guy this is my type of guy guy just trying to feed people and make people happy nick hey, he wasn't doing it that night he was yeah, feeding that, us a bunch uh, of bullshit well whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> now granted i mean it did seem like triple d was yeah. giving us a little bit of bullshit but he was at a party having his own good time yeah he handing out donkey sauce i think yeah. he is doing a uh, restaurant two floor like half of it's a sports book so guy is here in indy uh i think it is in nevada or Arizona. Oh. I forget which one. Let's go to the phones. That's gangster, dude. So that gangster. gangster. <laughs> you actually gangster. know him? Yeah. It's been years ago, but yeah, a couple different events where I've been at. He's been there and got to interact with them. I will say his guy's garage around here mm-hmm. where he sells just oh, yeah, yeah. all of the fried food he found yeah. from Triple D oh, on, yeah. in one app on DoorDash. Oh, yeah. oh really? Delicious. Yeah, it's very, very good. I'm I, sure he's a nice guy if you're already famous, like winning a Super Bowl, AJ Hawk. He doesn't oh, have to make you famous. No, nah, oh, but he was having a night. It's a Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Tell him, please, about the Kentucky Derby. Come on, dude. lay off him, Nick. Hey, thank you, AJ. That sounded very stern right yeah. there. Wow. <laughs> sounded very me. stern right there. You sounded like you genuinely meant that. Guy Fieri doesn't deserve this. Let's get some sports stuff. Uh, Giants are not expected to pick up Dan Jones' fifth-year option. Oh, oh Going into his fourth year, fourth different head coach and offensive system and everything like that. Is Dan Jones the guy for the future for the New York football Giants? They said, well, let's find out. Let's see if Dayball likes the guy. I mean, 
All accounts seem like he'll be able to make the same type of offense happen that he had with Josh Allen, although Josh Allen is now the gold standard, I think, of what people are going to look for. Six foot six, very athletic, very smart, gets along with everybody on his team and works his ass off every single offseason to get better. Okay, let's get Josh Allen if we can. Maybe Debo sees a lot of similarities in Daniel Dimes, but he said we're going to find out after at least one year here. We're going to we're going to take the tractor another round here before we decide to take it another round. You know what I mean, AJ? It has to be kind of awkward, though, if you're the starting quarterback and they drafted you. I know this coach didn't draft him, but the front office did, and they don't pick up your option. Like oh, this They're trying to say, hey, prove it to me. Prove that you can do this? What is it? This front office, I don't think, drafted no. him. Joe Shane. New GM. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. new. Okay, yeah, new regime. You're right. Either way. All right, then that makes it a little easier for Daniel Jones to be like, okay, these guys have not seen me up close and personal. I need to prove it to them. Maybe it adds a little chip to his shoulder as well. And also, Danny Dimes needs to know he's potentially fucked. Yeah. It's like naturally because yeah. a different regime and a different coach drafted you. Like, that's business, you know? Whenever the Col- he has to light it up. Yeah, he does. And this is such a different situation because I'm not the quarterback. But when the Colts' new regime came in, it was on my contract year. Great. <laughs> By the way, that's very, that's very, very good. They did not necessarily love what I was about. I don't think my Twitter account, anything about me, basically. And I was told, like, hey, you're going to learn how to directional punt. Because uh, we already have five other guys that are going to learn how to do that. And uh, we're okay moving on. We did not draft you or whatever. It's like, all right. That was my first day meeting, like, yeah. you know, special teams coordinator. It was like, this is great. I'm happy to be here, man. Fucking pumped. And then I had to learn how to direct punt. It's ultimately good for my career. But those are the types of things like, hey, they want to see if you can adjust to their system. Why would they invest long term? I understand. You know, business, it makes sense. In business, it makes sense, AJ. Yeah, they want to have – obviously, they want success, but – it gives it makes them look even better if they have success with people they brought in that weren't already there when they got there. Much better. Oh, my God. These are my guys. I'll remember what they were, and then we brought this entire thing. If you're looking strictly just to build your own ego and not a good team, you know, go ahead. Well, and this will be his third head coach in four years. Like, not picking up the option, does that help him as, like, a trade value? But just because they have, like, the two top ten picks in this year's draft, still a few quarterbacks who might be on the move. Like, if it was him, Saquon, two first, and for, like, Russell Wilson, maybe next year's first, too is that, is that appealing at all with dan jones or no met saquon right at super bowl yeah. right sounds like he's all the way back right oh, yeah he's ready to be all the way back but who knows what's going to happen who'd we talk to that said when they got injured they had to fix edge edger and james said that once he got injured he had to like figure out the game he said because naturally he was just fucking killed. by the way i think he got like rookie I think oh, Edge yeah. had a lot of success yeah, 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 early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He came he in, one rookie yeah. of the year, did his whole thing. Then he tore his ACL, and he's like, oh, I had to learn like what everybody was doing. I feel like that's where Saquon is, right? So that's what it felt like when I was ta- when we were talking to Saquon. Now, Edge was able to apply it and become Hall of Famer, and it's all nice to know that. But I think he's at least acknowledging, like, hey, I'm a different player now than I was, even though he's still young. If Saquon can still go, and Danny Dimes is there, and a couple picks, maybe that will be something that Schneider over there in Seattle says – yeah, why not? Yeah. Now, granted, Seahawks fans are not going to be happy to hear that. No. I don't want to think. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I'm just telling you what everybody yeah, fucking talks about all the time. It's yeah. possible. Sounds like it, that is going to happen. Well, Sounds like that's going to be possible. Going to be feasible. Carl Wentz is going to be on a move allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going to Pittsburgh. Nope. Yeah. Feels definitely no, done was, deal. Pretty there much. was a report today that is he taking number seven. Uh, they're targeting uh, Jameis and uh, Trubisky. Really. Mitch. Let's go to last chance cues, shall we? Last Ooh. chance cues. All right, let's go around here. Shout out to Dirty for the incredible graphic. Shout out JB. Shout out to JB. <laughs> yeah. He was on Last Chance University, but he did not create the uh, the series. But no. he was the best part of the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the series, what it is? 
I oh, think Buddy Stevens. Buddy Stevens. Yeah, Buddy started. To be clear, never saw Buddy Stevens. Only <laughs> saw JB. Only saw four episodes in which JB was a part of. Yep. That is all I've seen. But I do understand that it's a last chance cues here. Jimmy G on the move or not. Yeah. Shefty says maybe, maybe not. Marcus Mariota, free agent. How you doing? Keep him moving. Maybe he ends up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tyrod Taylor, also a free agent. Then you talk about Teddy Bridgewater, also a free agent. Mitchell Trubisky, free agent. Jacoby Brissett, free agent. Cam Newton, who knows what he's playing. It sounded like he was alluding to retirement. He's a free agent. Drew Locke, you assume, is on the move, potentially, if they don't want him as a quarterback. Maybe he's in Pittsburgh. Mm. Sam Darnold, he's, they picked up his fifth year. Seems like they're moving on. Gardner Minshew still wants to play. Saw him and Flint talk about it. There's a lot of players at the quarterback position who might benefit greatly from this quarterback drought coming out of this draft class, allegedly. And these are all guys I think that teams are, you know, might end up settling on being like, yeah, let's fucking kick the tires and go another round here. Couldn't we see Marcus Mariota become a starter again? Yes. I thought he was going to get traded to be a starter to the Colts, I thought. Yeah. I thought he was potentially coming to the Colts to be a starter after that Las Vegas Raiders Thursday night football game, the one that uh, Derek Carr... Tore his groin out of his body <laughs> and then came back the next time. Mariota made some plays. I think people are going to be interested in him. Jameis Winston as well. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're a team that needs a quarterback, which is a lot of teams right now, and by the way, a lot of teams means any quarterback or any team that didn't make the Super Bowl. It feels like that is kind of what the conversation. If they didn't go deep into the playoffs and they didn't pay their guy, let's assume they're maybe moving on for the next quarterback. Jameis Winston might be a guy he's running again. First yeah. time since October. He's running on the treadmill. I think they have a lot of weight off of him while he's running. It seems like he is running probably like 50% weight or whatever. He's doing drills. Maybe Jimmy comes in there and wins the spot. How about Trubisky after getting out of Nagy's yeah. umbrella? Maybe he gets in there and wins some games. What about Jimmy G? Like they said, basically, I mean, we talked about it earlier, that he basically said goodbye to San Francisco, but then they said they are not. They might not get rid of him. Like, Do you think that there's a good chance that one of these guys towards the bottom, they're like Bridgewater or something, will go and back up Trey Lance? Or like, are they going to bring in any of these guys if Jimmy G's not there? Man, I have no idea what they're going to do in San Francisco. What do you think they're going to do in San Francisco? He was gone then. And uh, Schefter, who's pretty plugged in, right? Most places we assume, because I'm not 100% sure he's gone. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that because they didn't know what was out there whenever they initially said it was over? And he gave his goodbye speech? I just wonder about a lot of that. That was a big-time play before the draft for us to be asking that question right now, mm-hmm. I think, AJ. Well, Jimmy, if they're not sure if Jimmy's going to be gone or not, is that just is that strictly because they're not sure on Trey Lance and what they have in him and he may need some more time? That's what Schefter said. Yeah, Yeah, Schefter basically said that, yeah. But didn't they know that two weeks beforehand when Jimmy G was doing all his goodbyes and everything like that? He was, it's been fun, guys. And then there was an entire, like, we have agreed with Jimmy on finding a proper trading home and everything like that. And if their plan was to get rid of him after last year, like they mentioned right after the draft, like, what? then why would you get a guy who potentially isn't going to be ready for three years? By the way, Jimmy G is beloved. Jimmy G is beloved by his teammates wherever he goes, and he'll handle this with dignity because how's your family? <laughs> of course. Can I ask you, besides Jimmy G, because he's been to a Super Bowl and he's he's led his team and stuff like that, which guy on that list, like if the Colts do move on from Wentz and you can't get Aaron and you can't get Russ and whatever, is there a guy on that list that you would be like most excited about as a fan? Mariota, I think. Really? I think so. He said no Jimmy G, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Mariota I'd be most pumped about because he can run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got Jonathan Taylor back there. All right, we got an offensive line here. We get a quarterback that you know runs and doesn't kill himself. That'd be great. Yeah. But I think we also need a weapon, too. A lot of people talking about free agency stuff, and I saw Orlovsky put out his top five <laughs> 
moves that he would like to see made before uh, the NFL season. Godwin to Green, Green Bay, Bay. Yeah. Yeah. is what he would like to see. The Colts need some weapons as well. There's Obviously, everybody focuses on the quarterbacks. There's a lot of vets that are up. A lot of them coming out of Tampa, obviously. But there's a lot of vets out there. Devontae Adams, who knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. there. Everybody's thinking it's franchise tag. J.C. Jackson, that's becoming a lot of noise. Oh, yeah. A lot of people talking about him wanting money up there with Jalen and them. He's probably going to get franchise tag, is what everybody thinks. 100%. 100% going to get there. Jesse Bates the third playmaker. Mm-hmm. Hey. Stud. Playmaker. Stud. Yeah. Ball hawk. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to want him. Armstead, Mike Williams, Jensen, Godwin. Well, everybody's going to want Godwin. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, everybody's going to want Godwin. Off the ACL, does that mean, like, will he go cheaper? Or that's interesting. I, I don't know. I was thinking about that as well. Because being injured, especially with something that serious, normally people would shy away. But I think Godwin is, like, pretty, pretty, pretty highly respected by everybody in the NFL, AJ. Absolutely. He, he seems to be one of those guys with projected contract at four years 70 million dollars you gotta have some space if you want to bring him in yeah but you know how that shit go back yeah Yeah. chandler jones that's a big one out there too chandler jones is huge remember he had a beef with um the arizona cardinals last offseason and then he just yeah during camp didn't he yeah did he have one of those sit-ins for a little bit i think he didn't show ah i don't know that's pull out those binoculars that Dirty put up on the top there and try to look into that whole thing. I, I don't know if he – I think, I don't I think know. he had a sit-in. He was still out practice when the whole thing was going on. Man, that's an interesting Love situation. Good sit-in. Good mm-hmm. sit-in. Well, the new CBA, it has to happen. Vaughn Miller, he's up. Oh, man. Bring him back to the Rams. Aaron Stephon Donald. Gilmore, Allen Robinson, Aaron Donald. When he was drunk, he said he's coming back. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's, he could do that if he wanted to. Feels like he just – he's so good at football. Vaughn Miller had to help out so much. To Aaron Donald as well, mm-hmm. and that entire uh, Floyd Lloyd, Floyd, yeah, Floyd, yeah. Floyd, Floyd, and that whole defense. If they can somehow bring everybody back, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to do, and not have a situation where somebody ends up retiring at the end of that, the Rams and yet that NFC, what it's just them staring down Green Bay inevitably. It seems like kind of yeah, I mean, depending like, upon what Aaron says. True, right, true. And also, if like if Jimmy G, like the 49ers have kind of been in the conversation too. But if Jimmy G leaves, like I mean, their their roster is good, but I don't think you you're as confident in them, especially in that division, as you would be the Rams. Yeah, the NFC West is tough. And what's yeah. going on with Kyler Murray? Right, I mean, who knows what's going on with Kyler? That's wild. Seattle too. It's wild. Like because Seattle could easily come back next year and have twelve wins just because of how good Russell Wilson is, and if he doesn't get hurt, and if he's on the team, and mm-hmm. if he's on the team, they have cap space. I mean, Saquon, Danny Dimes out there. Okay. Yeah. Saquon Seattle. did say. Remember though, Saquon said when he was out there with us at the Super Bowl that they lost a lot of like a lot of games they could have won, like very close games. He said we're not. I know it doesn't sound like, but we are. We're a lot closer than people think. And he talk, started talking about the roster, about all the players that are very good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, I like what he's saying. That's what a good teammate would say, but. As somebody that hasn't paid close enough attention to the Giants, because the Giants fucking stink, I can't I can't verify if that's right or not. Well, by all accounts, Dayball, you know, is an unbelievable coach. And when AJ said that, it just reminded me when they went off sides against the Commanders last season on the last play in that field goal. So I guess there were a few games that they should have won that they didn't. We are Commanders. I don't want to go against Saquon and what he said on the show because he's a good guy. But they, they lost their last games by 
11, 16, 15, 14, 26, and 15. Yeah, but there's a couple plays. You know, They're running QB sneaks. Those so there's, no, there's a couple Ball plays. Ball your way once or twice. Those are big plays. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple plays. How about this, though? This has the 49ers right now at the four spot. Does that mean Jimmy G stays? They that, that would assume. Yeah, that was. Because I don't think that was always that way, was it? I think they're preparing, right? They have to prepare. as This was like last year whenever they were trying to odds the Packers and Bronco. if he was coming back or not yeah. and Broncos. Like the sports books are just trying to save their asses, it feels like. Niners at plus 1300 is incredible. That locker room, that roster. I mean, it's just top of my head. You think, oh, George Kittle's on that team. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Debo Samuel's on that team. Yep. That Elijah defense Mitchell. is fucking stacked. Trent, Trent, Trent Williams. Trent Williams is pulling in yeah. motion. He's going in motion. That team is stacked. Whoever gets played quarterback there is in a great spot. The Indianapolis Colts go to plus 2,600. All right. Wow. Look at that. They should keep Carl. Give him around. They should. That's you think they should be up that high, Pat? Up <laughs> that high? What are you even well, talking I mean, about? Colts, Cardinals, Pat- like Patriots have... What are you even talking about, Worse dude? Odds than the Cardinals, Cardinals fucking have the same agent for their quarterback and their head coach, and uh, the agent just said, "Yeah, pay us two hundred fifty million dollars." Okay, they got problems over there. The fact that we're that close with the Cardinals, I'm not thrilled about. All right, I'm not thrilled about that at all. Patriots, no bull. Mac Jones, what? One year. Oh, oh God. one year. You know. We got seven Pro Bowlers. None of those asterisks. Pro bowlers either, Connor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except you know you don't have the most important position on the field, which is quarterback. Unfortunately, well, you guys want to trade Mac Jones, Carson Wentz, straight up? I Ooh. wouldn't trade Mac Jones for anything. Aww. Anything. That's right. What happens when Mac Jones his agent puts out a letter? Yeah, he wouldn't do that. He's a blue collar guy. He would never. Uh, oh, talk Kyler Murray's not blue collar. You don't well, think? Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like no, it. Does plays, plays video games. Yeah, he's always good at everything. Face clan. Face. Also, check this out. I saw this the other day. That's their thing. Because it oh. makes an F. This is their thing? I thought this was their thing. I, who, who lied to me? I saw them doing photos like this. Oh, doing this? That's, that's, not, that's cool. I don't think that one looks like an F. That looks more like an F there, too. Oh, I'm just telling Capital. you. I'm just telling you what they're Which doing. One? I think this is actually silent. We didn't, I love you and then F. What's going on, dude? Yours looks like an F. Mine? Yeah. 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 Just like right there. Face clan. You're saying they're doing that right there? Yeah, I saw it in a photo when they were doing that seven on seven with Brett Favre and Mike Vick. Wow. That's crazy, dude. I don't know. Is he on salary from Face Clan? Yeah, everybody. You get fucking signing bonuses. Him, Bronny, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is on Face Clan? I think so. Can I join? How do I get on the team? You got to be fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. At at what game? Any of them. Any of them. You don't just get handouts on Face Clan, dude. You're not good at games. What do you even know? By the way, I think we're building like an esports team back at the high school. Ooh. Oh, high school. I'm very Whoa, excited yeah. for that. I'm very excited for that. I think Plum, you know, the body types in Plum mm-hmm. and the humans in Plum, I think there is good chance. What? I think what we'll, are you saying? There ain't, there ain't no left tackles coming out of Plum. You know what I mean? There ain't no. <laughs> sure. I don't. Our basketball team is crafty, but I think as soon as it was to get to like a, <laughs> you know, high level, they're going to get great dunked, fundamentals dunked and yeah. swatted on. Yeah. Sure, but I think esports is a place where really, like I think back to my brother and his. They were fucking very good. If they actually had a chance to like focus on that, it's like maybe they are. You know, especially in the video game world that we're at. Yeah, plus Pittsburgh's been looking for an esports team for a while. They got one. The Knights actually <laughs> fucking look into it. Dude. Oh, the Knights. Yeah, pal. I've already looked into the entire thing. It's not Phase Clan yet. It's not Phase Clan sure. yet. But the Knights are in town. Wait till you see the Plum Mustangs on the sticks, guys. Oh. I think they're also getting computers from the bill that I saw. Really? Some comps. So. Those are not cheap. Hey. Really? 
You don't cut corners whenever it's potential futures Amen. on the line. You know? That's what it's all that's, about. That's what they say. AJ, anything to say to the Sirius XM listeners before we get out of here before tomorrow? Uh, Monday, Mad Dog will have a lot of juice, and I think you guys should really enjoy listening to it. That was great, AJ. See you all in 21 hours.